Hello? What's your favorite scary movie? Fear the Talking Queer. Part 2. Two? Who's gonna do that? Sequels suck. Hey, sister. Okay, yes. That is what I was thinking. I was like, what can I say that would pertain to, like, the episode? And I can't think of anything. So. Yeah, it's it's the logical choice. Hey, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You're still a bitch. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to um, Fear the Talking Queers. I'm Sister Lois. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sister Murphy. <laughs> And we want you to pledge to FTTQ. Yes. The best way you can pledge to Fear the Talking Queers is by donating. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we're going right into this today. Right. No, hi, how are you? Give us your motherfucking <laughs> money, bitch. No. <laughs> no. Um, if you if you constantly listen to Fear the Talking Queers and you want to help contribute to the quality of the show, we're always looking for ways to improve ourselves with, you know, better microphones or better audio um, programs and <laughs> equipment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but you know, we're uh, podcasters on a budget. So if you want to contribute to the show and support in any way that you can, you can do, uh, you can go to our website, fearthetalkingqueers.com, and you can find different ways to donate from a monthly donation via Anchor or one time donation via PayPal. And actually, one of our dedicated listeners, one of our friends over here at Fear the Talking Queers, yes. Brandon Lightning. Yes, he struck us with a very generous donation, and we are so appreciative of you, Brandon. Yes, thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. Totally unprompted. Yeah. Yeah, and he's an avid supporter. We talk to him all the time on Instagram, and um, that could be you, too. And not not just for the money, but I mean, um, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, no. We fancy ourselves over here at Fear the Talking Queers of being a community right next to our listeners, which... Also brings, Absolutely. which also brings us to um, being a part of the show. You can actually be on Fear the Talking Queers, girl. Like you can be included in the episode. We saw it on Ma. Yes, absolutely. Our friend Mike Atchu, um, Long Beach represent. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, submitted a message for Ma because he's a huge fan of the movie. And he just gave a short little blurb about why he liked it, what it meant to him. And um, you can do that too. So you can go on Anchor. It's anchor.fm slash Fear the Talking Queers. And you could submit a message right to us about the upcoming movies. So we've already announced our, our upcoming episodes for the month. So, you know, we have Sorority Road today. But next week we have Disturbing Behavior. Yes. Starring James Marsden and Katie Holmes. And um, at the end of the month, we have... Oh, oh but no, you see, you can go to our website, fearthetalkingqueers.com, and there are little Easter eggs hidden on our website. So if you go and you find Ooh. out a way to... I, we just gave our website a little makeover. We revamped her a little bit, girl. And so if you go on to Fear the Talking Queers, there are two pages that you can look at. 
on one of the pages. I won't tell you which one. You have to explore and find out, but we've already mentioned it. So you'll be able to kind of pick up the clues as to where these little Easter eggs are. One is our season three logo is officially on our website. It starts in July, season three, because at the end in mid-June, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back fresh and rejuvenated in July with season three. And we are upping our game as far as our look, our sound, and the season three logo looks so good. Just like we always do. We are always upping our game. And yeah, that season three logo, bitch, like Frankie is a whiz on on graphic design (laughs) you know things like oh no it's just so good i'm so excited for it um it's giving me all the 90s slasher fantasy i could ever hope for yes and um i feel like we look fierce we look cute we look spooky we look where we look like we're in a movie <laughs> yeah. And then also you can get a very special sneak preview of our June episodes. Um, we're going to be doing three movies in June and they're already posted on our website on the page you need to be at in order to record yourself for the show. So you can see what the lineup is. You can prepare your notes, prepare a little opinion, a little tidbit about what you think about that movie. Do you love it? Do you hate it? What's your rating out of five? Like, tell us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, we would love for you to be part of the show. It's the easiest way to become a Fear the Talking Queer yourself. So get on that. Uh, if you are an avid listener, you know that one of our favorite things to do is to play a little game. And so uh, we haven't done one in about a month now since our uh, our Cloverfield 10 or 10 Cloverfield Lane Mad Lib episodes. So uh, we're going to go back to one of our, our favorites, which is uh, Would You Rather? Ooh, yes. And this time... I have my own list. You have your own list. I know usually we work together, like, on the same list and try to surprise each other. Yeah. But now we have our own, so we don't know what's coming. Okay, this is going to be so exciting. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so um, I'll have you go first. So my list that I have is out of um, 40. So pick a number between 1 and 40. Ooh, okay. I'm going to pick 37. Oh my God. That is so weird because that's literally the one I was reading as you said it. No way. Because I scrolled down to see how many were like on my list. I was like 40 and then I'm like started reading 37 and it's so funny. So this, Uh, this one is more movie centered. So would you rather, Okay. (laughs) this is, this is literally dumb. Would you rather have a sequel to The Nun or to The Curse of La Llorona? Ew, Michelle. Oh, this one's going to be bad because I haven't seen Curse of La Llorona. And um, I hated the nun, so I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Curse of Lyrona because I'm assuming like I wouldn't want anybody to be subjected to another nun movie. Girl, right? The movie was fucking terrible. I would agree with you. I've seen both, and the Curse of Lyrona was slightly better. Was it um, you know? appropriate with the culture of which yeah. the curse comes from no absolutely not but i'm thinking maybe if they come back for a sequel it could be better oh my god yeah what was it? isn't it like an american family it's like it, it's like it, linda cardellini yeah it's linda cardellini and her and her mixed hispanic kids and <laughs> like why oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous yeah but i know that there's like a bet did you watch that Lyrona that's on shutter that's like supposed to be- oh that like, one you watched it right is really good yeah 
way Ooh, better. Okay. It's more to, about ambiance than scares, but it's it's really good. Ambiance? Uh, ambiance Knowles, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess my answer is L- Curse of Lyrona. I'm, I'm going to trust. Good choice. That, that one's like slightly better. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, pick between one and 16. Okay. Um, 11. Our lucky number. Mm-hmm. Would you rather live as a ghost on Earth after you die or just stay dead? <laughs> <laughs> Part of me wants the peace and quiet of being dead, but also I think I would make a fabulous ghost. Like I, <laughs> oh my god, totally! Don't piss me off, bitch. We could either live in peace and harmony, and I'll just mind my business, or right. if you fuck with me and make me mad in my house that I clearly would have lived in before you, I'm gonna start fucking shit up and throwing plates. <laughs> oh my god, is that what you would do as a ghost? You'd be like a poltergeist, like a mean ass ghost. If they fuck with me, yes, 100%. (laughs) If they try to smudge me away or something, I'm coming for that ass. Oh my God. You're not gonna, I'm gonna pull a bad girls club as a ghost. Like, I'm gonna be fucking pulling your blankets off of you every night. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You're not gonna be sleeping with no blankets in you. What fun things would you do if you're a ghost? Um, fly around in the air. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm here for that. Yes. Oh, my turn. Pick a. Oh, sorry. Pick a number. Um, I'm gonna pick uh twenty. Okay. Would you rather wake up in the middle of the night to Pennywise from It or the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers? Um, I would probably pick Pennywise. Okay. Uh, cause those kids seem to get away from him pretty often, I will say. They do. The Creeper has like a, he has like a more consistent death rate, you know? Yeah. If you're like, the sur- if you meet him. The like, survival like, rates are low. Die. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like if I, if I saw Pennywise, like, he'd just like try to scare me, you know, show me something really freaky, and then I'd be free to, you know, reconvene with my friends, and we can figure out a way to get his ass. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Pennywise because Pennywise has his weaknesses, and the creeper we don't really yes. know. Other than that, you know, he goes to sleep at the end of the night and doesn't wake up for another 27 years. <laughs> I mean, other than that, yeah, but yeah, um, I'm gonna go with number two. Oh, okay. Would you rather have visual hallucinations of The Ring or Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, Freddy Krueger. With your dried out beef jerky looking ass. It would just be oh, a yeah? cooler story to tell. Really? Then like, <laughs> I was attacked by that little bitch in the well. That's not exciting to you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, visual hallucinations? I think Freddy's just more flamboyant. He's more colorful. Like, I would rather... More my, talkative, for sure. More talkative. I think I'd rather my mind <laughs> be that much more imaginative with Freddy than Samara. She's black and white. Like, her hair is black. Her dress is white. <laughs> you can barely ever see her face. Even when you can, it's still in black and white. And so... Yeah. Not as fun. 
Who do you think smells worse? Like, she's been, like, in a well for, like, a long-ass time, but he also is, like, burnt flesh. Like, who like do you think smells open worse? sores. He probably has infections. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. She probably smells worse, because even when you smell, like, rot- okay. rotten water... That shit stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and where's she going to the bathroom? Okay. Probably in the water. On herself. Um, do you, do you, <laughs> what about, you know, do you do you remember, um, have you ever gone to Vallejo and there used to be the Hollywood video there and there was that lake next to it? No, no. never. It smelled like a porta potty and I imagine that's what she smells like. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay all right all right all right that's fair okay i'm gonna pick one through 40 i'm gonna pick six okay would you rather be terrorized by the tethered from us or the family from get out uh, um i mean i would probably have to say i'd rather get uh terrorized by the family from Get Out only because I don't think that I'm there. Their target? <laughs> yes. I'm not their target demographic for who they're after. And I hate to say that because that is fucked up. But I mean, it's it's the truth, right? I mean, ev- everybody has oh. a tethered like in the world. Everybody has a tethered. Yeah. In us. Okay. So like I would be in danger. I would be... <laughs> You know, they'd come after my doppelganger would come after me. That's what I was thinking as I read it to you. I was like, he's not gonna be tripping off the family from Get Out, but no, not you. Rather wanting to be <laughs> not you wanting to be one of the white people in Get Out instead of being an S. <laughs> I don't want to be those people in Get Out, but I'm just saying that I don't feel like I would be um, in a lot of danger. What if What if you thought about it from the perspective of? Um, which movie would you rather be in? Ooh, uh, I think I would probably still rather be in Us. It's a little more adventurous, and I feel like it'd be fun, like, just murdering Tethered left and right. Yeah, it's a little more action-packed. The soundtrack is better. Ooh, yeah. The surroundings are better. You're on the beach. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Get Out is just so, so bleak and so terrifying. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that movie, but Us... Like, having the opportunity to, like, see my doppelganger and fight them. Like, what would yeah. your tethered be like? Um, let's see. If she came from a part of my personality, maybe really angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would imagine. They all seem to be. They're all kind of pissed <laughs> off. But, um... I wonder if you would have, you're like, ma- your mouth would be sewn shut. <laughs> you're a bitch who talks a lot of shit <laughs> probably <laughs> I probably wouldn't make no noise it would definitely wouldn't be fast definitely oh my be God. slow I'd probably be like the little boy from us that would probably be my mind <laughs> I, I would be like Elizabeth Moss character <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> just wanting to be beautiful and <laughs> wanting to be beautiful looking in the mirror <laughs> yeah. okay my my, my turn. I'm going to go with number 13. Would you rather sleep in a room full of spiders or sleep in a room full of snakes? Oh. Um, snakes. <laughs> really? I, but I mean, I guess me too. I don't know. I'm I scared. Do. I mean, I guess it depends on the species. Um, or the, the type, <laughs> like Black Widow's mama, no, but um, garden snakes, yeah, <laughs> why not? 
trouser snakes? Oh, I would definitely rather be in bed with a snake. <laughs> the trousers. <laughs> with a trouser snake. With a fle- <laughs> with a flesh snake. Oh my god, with a room full of them? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I I feel like be- like if I were to be attacked by snakes, it would be more painful. Mm. Uh, you know, they have the sharp ass huge teeth. But I feel like spiders. I don't know. Then they like bite you and then you die of poison. I think I don't know. There's, there's something about the spiders being too small and like too creepy crawly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the snakes are more manageable because they're bigger. I'm getting chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to sleep with them. Like you're not going to be like biting them off like you're sleeping with them. Yeah. You would not be able to sleep. Who do you think is more comfortable? Snakes. Snakes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Snakes. Yeah, they're probably like a little more, they're a little more, uh, they give a little more neck support, probably. All right, well, on that note, <laughs> let's get into our movie this week. <laughs> so this week we are doing the 2009 slasher Sorority Row. Yes. This is a, a remake of sorts. This is it's a, like a re- it's like a reimagining. It's using the source material, but making something new. It's basically just yeah, took the, the deadly prank and the revenge plot. Um, but yeah. I did notice in the beginning of the credits that it's it, it says that it's based on the original screenplay, which was titled Seven Sisters by Mark Rosman. Yes. And Mark Rosman is the writer, producer, and director of the very first movie, The House on Sorority Row. Right. Have you ever seen that movie? I actually just watched it recently. I watched, um, I don't know that I've watched the whole thing, but I definitely have seen the beginning because that's what sticks out to me. But I might've seen the whole thing and it's just very forgettable. It is super forgettable, but um, yeah, it stars uh, Real Housewife alum Eileen, whatever her last name is. That's on like The Young and the Restless. Yeah, I saw that. the main girl in it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Eileen, your boobs. I was like, shook. <laughs> yeah, there's something about having reality stars in um, <laughs> in sorority row movies. Yeah, exactly. I think they've, they've continued that uh, tradition in this one yeah. a bit. So. And they either have to be from the real houses of Beverly Hills or the hills, but somewhere in the hills. The hills. <laughs> the hills of eyes. Yes. And it's, st- and it's still going. They're still adding people from this movie to the hills. Do you know that? Yes, that's gonna that is gonna be on one of the questions that I have been on our quiz. I put the quiz together already for. If you don't know that oh, too, wow. if you follow us on Instagram, we do quizzes pertaining to the movie every oh, yeah. Thursday. Um, but we try to every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into the movie this week and we can tell you we can you know clue you in on uh, what what actress in this movie is now on the hills <laughs> the hills new beginnings <laughs> yes all right this is sorority row you're right that's why we're doing it because it's funny sorority row released in 2009 directed by stuart hendler written by josh stolberg and peter goldfinger <laughs> Ooh, goldfinger <laughs> <laughs> 
Our film begins at an over-the-top college party at the sorority house of Theta Pi. After discovering that her boyfriend Garrett, played by Matt O'Leary, cheated on her, sorority sister Megan, played by Ardrina Patridge, (laughs) with the help of her sorority sisters, down-to-earth Cassidy, played by Brianna Evigan, Queen Bee Jessica, played by Leah Pipes, Bookish Ellie, played by Rumor Willis, Ditsy Claire, played by Jamie Chung, and Promiscuous Chugs, played by Margot Harshman, (laughs) Garrett's sister. They all decide to pull a prank on him. While the girls watch on from the other room, Garrett and a seemingly unconscious Megan make out. However, Megan begins to foam at the mouth due to a fake roofie given to him by the girls. A panicked Garrett seeks the help of Megan's sisters who convince him that Megan is dead. The sisters and Garrett bring Megan to a steel mill, intent on dumping her body in the lake. After Jessica jokingly mentions they need to release the air out of her lungs so her body will not float to the top, Garrett stabs Megan through the chest with a tire iron, killing her for real. The girls begin to panic, but Jessica takes charge, selfishly convincing the girls that Megan wouldn't want them to ruin their futures over this. Cassidy and Ellie strongly oppose, but Jessica and the rest of the girls decide to dump Megan's body in the mine along with the murder weapon. To secure Cassidy's loyalty and secrecy, they wrap Megan in her jacket. The girls then return to the party. Woo! Why would you have a body count within the first 10 minutes? This is great. Yes, this is this is great. And is what a body it is. What, quite the body. So our movie starts with this, like, it's like the camera's like panning through the, and it, what looks like an abandoned mansion. It's like really creepy looking and then all of a sudden some girl runs out she's like screaming and then she's like give me my shirt yes she's like give me my shirt because none of the girls in this movie ever have clothes on and um well at least of the uh this ensemble women in this production (laughs) yeah all the leads keep their clothes on yes they do but um every other woman in this movie pretty much has to show her breasts so um, this girl runs out and then it goes through the door and it's not something scary going on. Bitch, it's a party. Girl, it is a, a rager. full party. There are pillow fights on trampolines, which why? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's uh, some choreographed dancing, which is that <laughs> something that happens at every party I've been to. I hate it. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I know. There's so many moments where I'm like, oh my god, this is so stupid in this movie. But I'm assuming that's because Brianna Evigan is, uh, she's from the Step Up films. So she's like, hey, like, this is something I would do at a party. She's like talking to somebody and some other girl comes up and she's like, hey, we're doing this. And she's like, oh, sorry. A five, six, seven, eight, one, two. And they're like full on choreograph. I'm all not this white girl choreography girl. Yes, that's a Rorty choreo. And so one of the things that um, sort of stands out to me about this, I was like, okay, this song. I was like, what is this song? All this like pop music. And I was like, where is it? So I looked it up, and this isn't an actual pop song that's that's playing. This is a composed for the film song by Lucian Piani. Yes. (laughs) 
Lucian Piani did the score for this film. Yes. Anybody who doesn't know who Lucian Piani is, Lucian Piani is a former person who was on RuPaul's Drag Race a lot in the early seasons. Anytime there was like a musical challenge where they had to sing or they had to dance or lip sync to songs, like to original music, he composed the music. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this, like listening to this song that's playing... I was like, this absolutely tracks. Yeah. This is like some studio session singer who was probably... On one of the RuPaul's Drag Race tracks. Yes, absolutely. This literally sounds like a RuPaul's Drag Race track. Because I was like, it says like featuring Steffi Ray. And the song's called Tear Me Up. And I was like, who the fuck is Steffi Ray? I looked it up. She has no other credits. So she's absolutely just a session singer that Lucian Piani probably used, just like he would use on Drag Race. Yeah. To create these like songs like... Uh, Legs. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of the dra- the dra- the airplane song. What is it? Glamazonian Airways or something. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Glamazonian Airways, yes. Yeah. Or like, I do it so much better than you. (laughs) (laughs) But Lucian also did one of the songs that I put on our soundtrack. We do Soundtrack Sunday over on Instagram every Sunday. The uh, soundtrack playlist inspired by the movie of the week. And the sorority Roman is popping. But uh, last week for the Ruins, I did a Lucian Piani song, which is Legs for RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8. <laughs> yes, Naomi Smalls' uh, finale song composed by Lucian Piani. But, however, we're not going to... Um, we have to remember that Lucian Piani is actually nuts and went on this huge tirade on Twitter. Like, very homophobic. Like Homophobic! I, yeah, he's he's a little he's a little crazy, and so um, he's no longer part of the show for that reason because he went crazy on Twitter. Just so he's sort of canceled, but I just thought it was funny that Lucian oh. Piani was involved in this production. I know, and actually, a lot of the soundtrack in here is can also be heard on The Sims Three. <laughs> What? Yes, there is a fun trivia fact on IMDb. Whether those trivias are true or not, they say that if you set The Sims 3, like, I don't know, if you ever played The Sims 3 and you put the radio on for the little Sims, that if you put it on custom, uh, if you put the radio station on custom, a lot of the songs that, the generic songs that play are in the movie. (laughs) So I don't know if he composed some some music for The Sims 3 also, but... They share soundtracks. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. All right. Great. So um, so we have this uh, big party going on. We start to meet our characters. And each one of them has their own little trope that they, that they fit in. Like these girls are, you know, they're obviously very rich, pretty, um, pretty girls for the most part. And, um... Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they each sort of fit the mold of like an archetype, you know, like we said in the synopsis, there's like, you know, I didn't even really know how to describe Cassidy. I had to like think for a while. It's like, she's boring. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, boring. I was like, boring, uh, brown hair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like really trying to struggle how to describe her character because her her character is like the straight man in all of this. Like she does, she <laughs> is obviously our final girl. She she's the one where I guess we assume is our hero, but it's like what are, what is her, what are her attributes? So I was like, I guess down to earth. Like she's not yeah, she doesn't really buy into the sorority and, mess as much as the other girls do. And I don't think that really is anything that her character does. I think it's just because. Ellie describes her as being down to earth. So that's kind of like the cue that we get. Like, okay, Cassidy is like the home girl, whereas all these other bitches are sort of just like frenemies. Yeah, the frenemies, their heads are in the clouds. All they care about are boys and partying and and themselves looking hot. Yeah. And especially Jessica. Jessica, she's the queen bee. She's, She's a straight up biatch. Yes. And proud. She loves it. She she lives to be the bitch. Yeah. Her character and, uh, is definitely a product of the time that we, the 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 movies that were coming out around these early 2000s like the Bring It Ons and the um Mean Girls and definitely that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. And honestly, I am all about it. I'm living for it because she saves this movie. She does save this movie and she's honestly the most fleshed out character. And so uh, her, and also Leah Pipes' performance in this as Jessica is, it has to be like an underrated sort of camp performance because it is brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like every bitch, it's like every bitchy gay fantasy. She's like gorgeous. She's a bitch. She's she's like manipulative. She's everything. She's everything we want to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's every, it's everything we think we are and um, can never come close. <laughs> right, right. And I definitely think I have to say out of all these girls, her acting seems to be the best. Yeah, she's the strongest actress. She's the strongest sure, actress for sure. Because then we get people like Rumor Willis playing Ellie, who um I think at this point she was still, I mean, she's still sort of like an acting novice. Like she doesn't really have many roles. I think before this, the only thing I could think of her in was House Bunny. Yeah. Another another movie where she played a sorority sister. And she was terrible in that too. <laughs> yeah, and she... Uh, I know... I have like some... I feel like I know people who know her and they love her and they say she's really great and down to earth and she has a she's a, actually a pretty good singing voice. I think yeah. she was even on like The Masked Singer. She has mm-hmm. a nice voice and I... But... Um, she also did well on Dancing with the Stars. She has talent. Oh, she definitely has talent. And of course, she comes from Hollywood royalty. Yeah. Demi and and Bruce. So her her character is like, she's like bookish. She's obviously, I don't know how she got involved with, with this sorority. Uh, I think it's, they like allude to her like being hot. She's like a hot, smart I think they needed her in there so that they could copy off her homework. They mentioned that a lot. Cheat off her exams. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I know. Which is fucked up. (laughs) And, um... But so these girls are fucked up. That's just what they're they fucked do. up. They... Honestly, within these first few minutes, you start to realize that almost none of the characters, even Cassidy, they're not likable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, other than the only reason I like Jessica is because she's a fucking psycho bitch. But right, yeah, but on a personality level, the way the characters are written, they're not likable. Right, and right off the bat, we we see these girls as like 
totally mean-spirited for this horrible prank they're about to pull. Yeah. So we, we get Claire, who's played by Jamie Chung. Of the real world fame. Of the real world fame, yes. Who's actually gone on to... She's had a very, very strong career as an actress. She has. I mean, compared to all these other girls, I can't tell you what any of them have done. <laughs> other than Rumor being in uh, The House Bunny and Margot Harshman being on Even Stevens, like, I have no idea who... Oh my god, I didn't even think yes, about that. Yes, that that's her? her. That's Tawny from Even Stevens. Playing, ch- playing I know... ch- promiscuous chugs. <laughs> oh my god. And I know, I know Jessica, <laughs> Leah Pipes, she is on a CW show, or she, at least she was. It was like a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. So I know that's what she's done. The Werewolf Journals. You know, and... (laughs) 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 And then Brianna Evigan, Evigan, whatever. Like I said, step step up up to to the streets. Actually, do you know what? I saw that, um, I was like, what the hell else has she done? Because she's not Sophia Bush, like I thought she she was. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Like, So she's not on One Tree Hill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's not her. She, but um, so I read something on Wikipedia that said that she's considered a scream queen, and I was like, for what? what? And so, and so I looked up what they meant by that, and the, and here are the list of horror films that she has starred in: S. Darko, oh. that sequel to Donnie Darko that everybody thinks is a piece of garbage. So S. Darko, Sorority Row. Something called Burning Light, uh, Mother's Day, The Devil's Carnival, Stash House, Mind Games, and Alleluia, The Devil's Carnival. And then she was in the second season of From Dust Sold On, which I'm trying to, I've seen that show and I honestly don't remember her being in it. She so. is not a screen queen. She's a B-movie actress. <laughs> She she was in um, uh, Creatures from the San Andreas Fault. And <laughs> that bitch has the same career as Maureen Roberts. <laughs> yes. Rena Reynolds. Rena Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess Brianna Evigan is, uh, she's a, I guess, a scream queen according to Wikipedia. Wow, I would have never known. Yeah, I definitely am way more familiar with the movies that Jamie Chung has been in. Oh, for sure. Like, and especially like she's still doing great things. Like, Lovecraft Country came out. She was yes. in that. Like, she's she's still doing good things. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Um, right next to Jen, Jenna Malone. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Yes. Yes. And so, um, and then we have <laughs> Miss uh, Audrina Patridge in her film debut. Oh, and what a debut it is! She is definitely the best actress in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Not Audrina and yes, so. Sorority Row. I was and it was <laughs> crazy because I was just watching The Hills New Beginnings last night, <laughs> and I'm like, oh "There's Miss Megan alive and well." <laughs> um, there she is. Yeah, and like, I remember it being so hyped up. Her being this, movie. she was the selling point of this movie. This was like the peak, like Hills fame. Oh, peak Hills. Like her house was getting bo- broken into by the bling ring. Like Audrina was at the top of her <laughs> game. <laughs> Yeah, she was. That's how you know you made it. Like, when those bitches were going in your house. 
Um, <laughs> Alexis Nyers. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah no. Alexis and her sister <laughs> popping Adderall, breaking into houses. Like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. if you're being broken into and you're the other victim of the crime is Paris Hilton, like, you're doing something right. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. And so Audrina Patridge, she plays the character of Megan, which we don't really know much about her other than she's obviously kind of a bitch because uh, they, they <laughs> decide to prank Chugs, the character Chugs, who we talked about kind of earlier. Um, actually, we kind of didn't really talk about her too much, but her character is very strange. I think she's the and, least likable out of all the girls. Well, she's the worst one. She's the least one. likable, and she's like... She's so strangely written. Like, are is the writing being judgmental of her, uh, and like, like her promiscuity? Yeah, it doesn't do her any favors. It. Yeah, it's not not really empowering. It's not like she's like she's like a happy fulfilled person who's like all, like a, this like powerful sexual being. No, she's like her character a drug it. addict slut. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's what, and not, I'm not saying that like that's what people are who are like this, but this is what the movie does to her. Like it makes her so unlikable. Like she's mean. She throws drinks in people's faces. She lets people get away with murder, literally. And she, on top of it, sleeps with yeah. people for drugs. So it's like, this is, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. even know how she got into college it's with like, this attitude. <laughs> yeah, what does she study? Like, what is she actually in school for? <laughs> what do you think these girls are ma- uh, fucking mastering? Yeah, in? what are their majors? Oh, major. I oh, know. <laughs> Master. Mastering in. Uh, yeah, like fashion merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be Jessica. She would definitely be fashion merchandise. Yeah. I mean, Ellie's going to be a doctor. Cassidy's probably... A dance major. (laughs) (laughs) She's clearly a dance major. (laughs) And fucking Claire. I don't know. Probably... She's probably fashion merchandising. Jessica's probably like... Political science. Political science. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's like PR. She's like trying to be like a PR woman or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. so So they devise this plan to prank... That Chugs's brother Garrett, who supposedly like cheat, who cheated on Megan, which first of all, how are they even dating in the first place? Like, right, <laughs> Garrett is not worthy to literally be in the same room as any of these girls. Well, they're just so in different leagues. He's like this kind of scrawny, dorky-looking guy. Yeah, who clearly and, has a person, a fragile personality, and not even yeah, like the toxic like, masculinity. It's like the, it's that, but it's also like uh, just socially awkward, like a nerve, yeah, just, on the borderline of Bert nervous breakdown. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> why is how how did he? <laughs> start dating Megan like what was she getting out of this <laughs> this <laughs> equation she's obviously like this like hot sorority babe and it was just like it's sort of strange that they were dating in general and then they're like he cheated on me and they're like didn't you cheat on him first and she's like yeah whatever that's like besides the point so we're like already with these really unlikable <laughs> women I know who are I also are, almost uh, felt like Megan's character was based on like Jennifer's body I don't know why I got that vibe, but it was like the things that she was saying, like sort of like the vapid, shallow things that her character has to say. I was like, this is sort of like sure. a Jennifer. Sure, she's like a you know. yeah, she's like a Jennifer for sure. I don't know if the, I, I don't think they were probably inspired by each other since they came out around uh, the same time. Year. Yeah, but I mean, they're definitely trying to go for that, and um, it's yeah. not working. Okay, so I get. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just like it, she's not fleshed out enough. No, we don't. 
we just see her as like the mean side of Jennifer or you know Megan. So then they they continue this this prank and uh, they drive out to this spooky ass steel mill. Wait, I am kind of con- and- I am kind of confused over this prank though because it's like okay, so. Right. Megan and their sisters are like, they bring this up a lot. Like we're sisters. We have to stick together. We have to do this. So why would anybody be tricked into thinking that her sisters are going to be giving him drugs so that he could rape her? Essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like what? It's sort of, it's really flimsy. Like, like here's a roofie. It's like, why would you want to have sex with a corpse? Right. Exactly. This is your girlfriend. You love her. Like, you're saying you do. <laughs> yeah, why why do they need to give that to her in general? That is like so why weird. would he need if they were together, why do they need I don't know. So that he could so just strange. do whatever he wants. That is nasty. He's disgusting. He's the garbage of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And they're garbage for perpetuating this too. Yes. Like, they're fucking garbage. Like I get that it's a prank, but uh, no. I think the prank from the original was much better. Yes, it was. Um, so they go to this steel mill, which is really fucking spooky, and uh, he, Garrett is having a full-on meltdown, just freaking out. Uh, I mean, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's just murdered somebody. He's and screaming. Then, he's crying. He's like, "What the fuck am yeah, I gonna and, do?" What the fuck am I? And they're kind of they're like laughing in the back seat, but like also like playing sad. So they get there, and then they're like, "All right, ladies." We need to dismember the body. Let's all split up and look for something. And I'm like, what is the end game to this prank? Like, what was the pun- when's the punchline coming? It, yeah, be like, like jokes never on mind. you. They were gonna wait. Jokes on you. I'm like, is Jessica like? I don't know. Like, I remember when I first watched this, thinking like, okay, Jessica seems like wanted she this to happen. Doesn't like Megan. She kind of wanted this to happen. It maybe. Jessica almost seems like a killer to me. And so... she's psycho. (laughs) When they're like, when are we going to give this... Like, Cassidy and Ellie are like, okay, like, joke's over. Like, this is so dumb now. And um, she's like, you know, like, it's finished when I say it's finished. Now find a rock. (laughs) This is why we're doing it, because it's funny. Or what did she she say? Something like that? Is that where she says it? Yeah. 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 She says something like, it's funny. And it's like, it's not funny. It's getting like old, like fast. Like, damn, how far did we just drive to keep this going? Like they, like they should have just left him there, like jump back in the car and leave him there. Yeah. Like, yeah. There were like, what was supposed to be the end game? I don't know. I can't, I, we don't know. So obviously it's so stupid, you know, Garrett in his, you know, high stress grabs a tire iron and stabs her in the middle of the chest. Yeah, and as he's as he's doing it, he's kind of saying like, um, "Now there, now there's no lungs," and the, and he's like doing it in a very vicious oh, right. manner. He's like, "There are no more air in the lungs," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because Jessica made this like comment about how her how she had lung like air in her lungs. She's gonna float, which. Is that true? I don't know. Is that science? Um, I think bodies just float naturally until they fill with water. Right. Okay. Right. So, all right. So I don't know about the air in the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they he full on stabs her in the chest, and uh, all hell breaks loose. Well, is 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 this science? Do tire irons have blades on them? I mean, I think he just pushed a blunt-ass tire iron through her chest. That would take so much force. 
Uh, that's and not something I think that he would physically be able to do. I mean, yeah, he's kind of scrawny. Uh, unless, I mean, unless he, you know, that whole adrenaline thing. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's true. His adrenaline was pumping. He already thought she was dead. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. And so, yeah, he wasn't being gentle about it. So he just full on stabs her in the chest. Everybody starts freaking the hell out. And they're like, she wasn't really dead. And he was like, wait, she wasn't really dead. And they're like, no. What's wrong with Holy you? Shit. I know. Oh, What's my. What's wrong with you? Uh, can we talk about Audrina's acting as she's dying? There's no choking oh my God. on the blood. There's no. She's just like a little no. bit like. <clears throat> and then like all of a sudden, <sighs> like she's like slowly uh, blinking. And then she finally closes her eyes and dies. Pe- what looks like peacefully. Yeah, she's like, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these close-ups of her face, I'm like, it's clearly because she had no facial expression as she is supposed right. to be dying. So they were like, Let's several, just... several looking, looking at the ceiling. Yeah, she's always looking at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, so now they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, you know, selfish-ass Jessica, you know, she's a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. And she's like, well, uh, you know, she wouldn't want us to uh, ruin our lives over this. Yeah. She she full-on manipulates these girls into thinking that that... Megan would have wanted them to have great lives. She's like, you know what? If this were me and I were laying here dead on this floor, I wouldn't want any of you to waste the precious life you have (laughs) on going to jail for my murder. (laughs) It's like, and they're all, yeah, that makes sense. You're right. And I love how Chugs all of a sudden is a fucking guardian angel where she's like, my my brother's not going to serve time for this. Like your brother. Oh, she says my, I wrote it down because she said my brother, I'm not going to have my brother pay for a stupid prank. And it's like, your brother just killed somebody. This is beyond the prank. Like, yeah, this is murder. Murder. I mean, it's manslaughter. He didn't know she was murdered. And y'all are going to go down too for... For making him think that this girl was dead, but the fact that, you, like, there's no getting out of this yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, Jessica starts using, like, sorority rules to, like, manipulate them. Like, what are, you know, secrecy and solidarity. <laughs> as They're if like, any of that matters <laughs> when it comes as, to as, yeah. terms of death. In this, in, in this moment, that shit is fake. That shit is out that... the fucking window. <laughs> Honestly, and the, yeah. the writing for Jessica seemed so seems so disjointed from everybody else's dialogue. Partially because, again, yes, she is the most fleshed out character. You can definitely tell she was the favorite to write for in terms of right. the dialogue. And in, a, and in a way, like how you were saying like this, she's a very underrated, campy character because there are so yeah. many lines up until this point that... I, I have written down on my notes because she is hilarious. Like when they're literally thinking about how, you know, she's going to flow and she's like, just silicone flow. <laughs> but she's vicious and she's hilarious. Or when they're like, did like, you know that B12 prevents anemia? She goes, too bad it doesn't prevent bulimia. <laughs> Which is something Megan could actually use. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like, oh, little oh. undertone after the joke, after the punchline. Yeah. It's like so good. And she does it throughout and I just think it's fantastic. But not her yeah, trying yeah. to use the rules of sisterhood of Theta Pi yeah. to commit yeah. murder. 
like friendship and sisterhood and just like just like what about secrecy and solidarity to which oh you to which cassidy responds in probably the worst acting in the film she goes (laughs) and she's no tears are coming out she's just making her voice raspier than it already is it's just but there's right and there's wrong it's like yeah. oh, wow. But there's right and there's wrong. <laughs> good job, oh Cass. <laughs> I mean, I know that writing is just a, like abysmal, but like, um, so then they decide to. They're like, "What are we gonna do? We're gonna dump her body." And so they decide to dump her body in the steel mill, and I'm like, "This, this is so obvious. Like, somebody's gonna figure out where they went." And they're just going to dump her body there. Just leave it. Along with the murder weapon. Blood all over the gravel. And like blood all over the gravel. And then they're like all standing around when they dump her body. And Jessica full on grabs the murder weapon with her bare hand. Probably leaving her damn fingerprints all over it. And drops it in there right next to the dead body. Yes. It's like. And, and has the audacity to hold it over Cassidy's head. Like um, we wrapped her up in your jacket. It's like okay well your fingerprints are on the murder weapon. So. Yeah, and that also that is so fucked up, wrapping her in Cassie's jacket because Cassie was like, "I'm going the police." Yeah, and she like goes to call the police. Guys, I can't find like, cell phone reception. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go. She goes to call the police, and they somehow manage to wrap her, wrap Megan in in her jacket, and then dump her. And then they're all yeah. And then they then they all they're all fucked up. They all like start talking as if as if Cassidy did it yeah like we're not gonna tell anybody what you did <laughs> I'd be like oh hell no I'm fucking fighting all of you yeah right now. I'm going to the police at this instant I I, this I, instant. I still would have went to the police um, because there's yeah. nothing that these bitches can do they're not the president of the United States they're just bitches in college like you can just easily tell them the truth yeah. at this point um but also this sound effect of Megan's body hitting the ground is <laughs> it's literally I'm like whoa because when they throw when they throw the murder weapon down it's like ding 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 but when they throw yeah. Megan down there it's like poof it's like when the <laughs> it's like when the T-Rex gets released in Jurassic Park <laughs> It's, it is so loud. <laughs> and of course, I always watch these Fear the Talking Queers movies with subtitles so I can catch all the lines. Oh, same. And it's, it literally said thud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thud. Yeah, she held I'm all, whoa. Dead weight. <laughs> it must be that, that backdoor plastic surgery. Literally. Eight months later, Cassidy talks to her valedictorian boyfriend, Andy, played by Julian Morris, about how the girls have grown apart since Megan went missing. Most have put the incident behind them, although Cassidy still feels guilty about the whole thing, and Ellie struggles to keep her composure, screaming and fainting after she thinks she sees Megan in the crowd of parents after graduation. During the luncheon held after graduation, the girls all receive a picture sent to their phones, a robed arm holding the bloody lug wrench Garrett used to kill Megan. Suspicion falls on Garrett, but Chugs insists he's changed after the incident and is not mentally competent. Jessica takes a lead and insists it's merely a sick joke by him and continues with the party. Megan's younger sister, Maggie, played by Carolyn Demore. Do you know how to say this? Um, Carolyn Demore. Demore. <laughs> 
Carolyn Damore, arrives wanting to honor her sister's memory by attending the party, but is denied by Jessica. The girls have one last meeting with their house mother, Mrs. Crenshaw, played by R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, who gifts the girls bracelets and leaves the house to them for the party tonight. <laughs> Sorry, what's this? Silver coated? I'm never gonna wear this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Jessica's such a bitch. <laughs> Like her house mother who, you know, probably put up with her bullshit for years and years and years. Gifts her. Maybe it's cheap, but she has to buy a lot of them. There's like, what, 50 girls in the sorority? Yes. You think you're getting platinum, bitch? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Anyway, the party setup is in full swing and the house begins filling up with horny college students ready to party. Claire even begins to put bubble bath in the jacuzzi and has a naughty tryst with boyfriend Mickey in the hot tub right on the front lawn. (laughs) Later, Chugs leaves to go to her therapist appointment. Her therapist, cuffed to his bed by a previous patient, convinces Chugs to finish what the last patient started. While she freshens up, a hooded figure launches a bladed tire iron at the therapist, impaling him in the head. Thinking he's playing a sexual game, Chugs lies down and drinks champagne when the killer swiftly crams the bottle down her throat and slits her neck open. Ooh. Ooh, all right. So here we are eight months later. These girls are not the same. Obviously, they've grown apart since they were all giant bitches to Cassidy. Yeah. And, you know, since they committed, they all basically committed murder. Like, especially not going to the police after. Now you're just like an accessory or I don't know the legal jargon, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're totally. No, they're totally involved in this for sure. Like, they convinced somebody that somebody was dead, which led to them actually being dead. Yeah. Obviously, this they they have some responsibility in this. Yeah, and most of them have been able to keep their composure. Cassidy uh, still has guilt hanging over her head, but Ellie is just um, absolutely ridiculous. Like she's gonna be the first to crack. <laughs> she is a disaster. This entire movie, she is screaming, crying at every turn of um, you know of a corner. This <laughs> this scene of the graduation thing too, the luncheon, um, oh when they're God, like cheering so and they kind of show Audrina like in white her white lingerie, kind of like go, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of dancing through the crowd, slinking, slinking <laughs> through the crowd, slinking through the crowd in a very sexy catwalk, and then um, <laughs> yeah, almost like a Victoria's Secret commercial. Yeah, and they never show us who it actually is. They just keep showing like different glimpses of Caroline DeMore and Audrina Patridge just like slinking through the crowd and there's all this tension build up that we're not feeling because it's ridiculous. And then Ellie just, ah! and drops her champagne and faints to the ground. Faints. Even they they even know how ridiculous this is when they wrote it because they give Jessica a line where she's like, "Who even faints anymore? <laughs> Who even faints anymore? Seriously, like, this is absolutely nuts." So they're like, yeah, "That was her Ellie... sister, stupid." Yeah, see, this is her sister, duh, who's <laughs> also just slinking through the crowd. We never yeah. see her parents, just her sister, just her sister. Just... Her parents don't care that she's missing. Um, yeah, and I neither does Maggie because. Um, Maggie, who will, yes. who will soon be reunited with her sister on the Hills New Beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is the one. So she, Caroline D'Amore is now on 
the hills. Essentially replacing Misha Barton, who made this really nasty comment about her, saying that she doesn't know why she's on the show because she's so boring. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess you're just going to place one boring girl with another. Um, but- yeah, and I was like, what? Because I was like looking at what Caroline D'Amore or whatever has been doing. And I was like shocked to see that she's on the hills now. I was like, do they mention that they were in this movie together ever? I'm hoping. Um, actually, she was not in the first episode, so so far we haven't seen her. Um, she's not. She doesn't show up until the second season. No, yeah. So I just started watching the second season, but there's oh, only okay. one episode, and, oh, okay. and she wasn't on it. So, um, so maybe she's going to be in the next one. And she's. Nice. Uh, she'll well, probably. I'm sure she'll be introduced through this, through Audrina. Right. Like, totally. She has to. You know, they and always you know introduce like this she's is my friend. And do you know what else she's doing right now? Making pizza sauce or something? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah. she, she's, the C- <laughs> she's the CEO of a brand called Pizza Girl. Yes. That that makes pasta sauce and pizza sauce. Her Instagram like, is literally filled with pictures of her eating spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, work. You know what? That's, she's making money. She's making you money and she's a DJ. Oh yeah, and she's also going to be in that new movie with um, all those girls playing nuns, where where Paris Jackson is going to be playing a lesbian Jesus. Wait, have you heard of this movie? What? No. So there, there's this new movie coming out called Oh, it's called Habit. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah, and it's starring like all these girls. Is it like a satirical comedy type thing? I think so. I think it's, it's obviously supposed to be some sort of satire. <laughs> but it's like sexy nuns with like guns and Paris Jackson playing a lesbian Jesus. It, ha- Jesus, it hasn't been released yet. But um, yeah, it's like caused all this kind of controversy. Controversy. All this. Um, <laughs> no, no, not controversial Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial Brady. <laughs> It sounds like Caroline Jamore has a bright future ahead of her. <laughs> she, she does, she does, and somehow she's in that movie too. She's like pretty low on the on the cast list, so I don't think she's a big role in it. Okay, but, but she has her hands in, in all the movie. pots. She has her hands in the acting, the DJing, and the, and the spaghetti, spaghetti pot. pot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, also in this moment, we met uh, Cassie's boyfriend, Andy. And I, I will have to say this has to be one of the worst American accents I've ever heard in a film. Oh, it's really bad. And it goes in and out. Oh, it's so horrendous. And it is like up there with Emma Watson bad. Like, it's just almost like a and joke. I don't think Julian Morris is a bad actor either. Like, I think that he does fine. But I he's think on he's on Pretty Little Liars. He's I think like he's, he's struggling like so much in this with the accent that it's pulling away from his performance. It's distracting. It's so it distracting. Is. And um, like in Cry Wolf, he was in Cry Wolf. Remember that movie? He, um, oh my God. I know I haven't heard about that in a while. I haven't thought about that movie in a minute. It, it was, it's a bit, it's literally been su- uh, suppressed in the back of my mind. And then when I saw him, I was like, he's from Cry Wolf. <laughs> um, he had his accent at that, and I thought his acting was far superior to his performance in this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but he's important, obviously. Right. Because he'll come into play later, obviously. But let's get back to these bitches. So, um, we have. <laughs> This first, this moment where these girls get this text message, 
And um, this is very, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Seems like they took this right out of that playbook of like somebody threatening that they know the secret. I know what you did eight months ago. Yeah. (laughs) This time, literally with pictures on a flip phone. Oh, of of the of the murder weapon. It's like it's the pixelation oh. for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, yeah. "What is that?" <laughs> yeah, oh, what is that? Oh, is that your new background? <laughs> yeah, they meet Maggie, and this character is so fucking weird. This she's like Megan's sister, so they like obviously didn't want Audrina for the entire film. So they like found somebody who looks slightly like her to play her little sister yeah. who just, who is like this like overly assertive young woman who's like um she's like I want to be I want to come to this party tonight. I hear you're having a party. Can I come? And they're like uh no. Like you're very weird for just sort of inserting yourself in our business. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. She's like, I'm gonna pledge Theta, ne- uh, you know, not next year, but theta, I'm gonna come. Pi, yeah. I'm gonna come to I'm gonna come to Rosman University, and I'm gonna be pledge Theta Pi. And Ellie's freaking out because she's like, Oh my god, I, it just makes me sick to think about it. And they do mention multiple times that Maggie's being weird and creepy, but I don't know if it was Caroline's performance, but I didn't get weird and creepy. <laughs> I, mean, I was yeah, like, I don't think she so yeah, seems like, kind of like an assertive bitch. I don't see weird yeah, and creepy. She just seems sort of assertive, less creepy. But what I will say is that the rest of these girls are being so goddamn obvious about that. Like these girls have no qualms about talking about what happened openly, just in the kitchen to where somebody could walk in. Yeah. They just like don't. They are so obvious. So I think the creepy thing. I think they're just projecting at this point. They're like, she's creepy. Because she's associated with that girl that we murdered. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just, they're making it creepy. Like, she wasn't creepy. They made it creepy. Yeah. And Jessica and, like, Ellie pulling... running out and throwing up while, after seeing her. Like, it's like, okay. so fucking obvious. Ellie's the killer. That's what I would have thought. Um, and yeah. Jessica, she tries to keep her cool. But yeah, she definitely is talking just a little bit too much openly about this whole murder situation. Like, she's basically yeah, Rose, and she Rose McGowan and Jawbreaker, where she's like, Megan's dead. <laughs> Deal with it. I killed, I killed yeah. Megan. I killed a teen dream. Deal with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jessica's not worried about Maggie because there's no way oh, she's yeah. getting in without outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. I love when she's like, uh, add me on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. I'm like, ew. There's a lot of talk about Facebook on this too. Yeah, for sure. This was like peak, peak end of MySpace and Facebook was like still probably just for college kids. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because it was. That's sort of how That's Facebook started. That's how it started. started. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like MySpace was on the way out and uh, Facebook was on the way up. So Jessica's in the know. She's cool. So she's like, yeah, like, add me on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have their meeting with Mrs. Crenshaw, which I'm like, who convinced poor Carrie Fisher to be in this film? Seriously. I love her to death. I, I was like, almost thinking, I was like, maybe she was the in, the original. Uh, nope. Me too. Nope. <laughs> she wasn't. She has no connection. They just... I think it would have been more appropriate sh- had Eileen been in this as the mother. Right. The mother. Eileen should have been Mrs. <laughs> Crenshaw. She would have been great. Yeah. I'm like, not Miss, not Miss Carrie Fisher. 
Yeah. Which I love seeing her in anything. I love oh yeah, her sure. And she's, she's and she's hilarious. And she's, in she's this. great in this. Yeah, but yeah, but it's beneath. She's her. obviously much more seasoned than the rest of these fucking girls. Yeah, this is definitely beneath her. Like Carrie yeah. Fisher should have never shared rolling credits with Audrina Patridge. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly. Or Caroline D'Amore, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, the party uh, starts happening, and, you know, they start setting up for the party, and uh, we get a little foreshadowing with Claire in this jacuzzi where she totally, I guess, I guess she full-on has, she has some sort of sex act on the front lawn in the jacuzzi with her boyfriend, who Mickey, who is a full-on, I you know, not to be rude, but a little bit of a butterface, because <laughs> I was like, again, how do these girls end up with these mediocre men? Yeah, these boys no are not idea. cute. Julian Morris is kind of cute, and he's the cute. Plays yeah. Jessica's boyfriend is cute, but yeah, the, all these background boys that are supposed to be interested in these girls are not cute. Yeah, and the fact that like Mickey is like kind of like a bigger character than he should be is strange. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I'm like, why like, him? Who, why not who is Jessica's this actor? boyfriend? Yeah, he. Yeah, it's so strange. But yeah, so she starts putting bubble bath in the jacuzzi and it's like kind of cutesy and uh, that's full on foreshadowing for Claire's fate later in the film, obviously. Yes. She thinks she's Miss Denise Richards up in this fucking hot tub. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who the hell do you think you are, Jamie Chung? Okay, I love Jamie Chung. I think she's so beautiful. Anyway. Yeah, I know she is. Then we get to Chugs, uh, our poor, poor, sad low self-esteem ass chugs who... I know going to her fucking fair rapey sh- session this is so <laughs> this is so cringy this is so, so cringy cringy yeah uh, like, this is like the, so dirty I think the idea of the doctor with the prescriptions fucking his uh, fucking clients so that they can get free shit out of it I think this whole idea is just so sick like, like, like it's so disgusting that I wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. want it written into a movie like what the <laughs> yeah, fuck it, yeah she's like I'm gonna first of all she has like they make some joke that she's like she's like wor- working the freshman orientation or something like that so she's like first scene like trying to hook up with some young freshman who is I don't also know how... very ugly who's <laughs> <was> also very <laughs> ugly <laughs> and then she like <laughs> and he's like you're kind of gross and she's like whatever not my fault you're gay <laughs> and then um so then she so then she goes immediately to go have sex with her therapist who they make a joke is an ass man so she's preparing to go have anal sex with this <laughs> therapist this is disgusting and when she walks in <laughs> he's already chained to the bed from his last session and i'm like yeah his last yeah it's like oh my god um Who wrote this what awful monster thought it was okay who who even thought this up like what yeah this <laughs> like, is i get concerned when i see things like this on film because i'm like what was the writer thinking especially because literally. this has absolutely nothing to do with the movie <laughs> no not at all and it's like it just like adds to chugs being really unlikable and just them being very judgmental of her they're like making they're making this character so 
just no morals yeah, at all. Because they're putting her in this predicament and this situation and they make it seem like and she's then totally her- fine with it and she's just a party girl. She's like complicit with it. She's like, yeah, she's like, all right, whatever. I guess I'll go fuck you now. So and she's like a go. This is one yeah, of those things like- that's of the times because this, this movie was definitely yeah. written for the male imagination. Male, The male gaze is is rampant in yes. this movie. So if if a guy is watching this, because I do think that this movie was marketed for men, and yeah. um, it obviously was made with the with the men in mind because they were like, we want to pay homage to the tits and ass flicks of the eighties, and it's like that's right. your goal. It's not to make a yeah, decent like- horror film; it's to make boobs um <laughs> the main character so that we can look at boobs and so and this is why men are so fucked up because now they're just associating <laughs> men with murder or boobs sorry move boobs with murder <laughs> and so it's like it's it's right. just, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's it's diving into this sexuality culture and murder of, yeah it's yeah. really weird and and it was a very of the times because again it was like that whole Paris thing that we talked about britney like yeah. where women were just being punished for this kind of thing and this movie does no justice for women no totally so then chugs goes to freshen up and she like looks at herself in the mirror and like sort of sadly shrugs while looking at herself and says cheers slut and it's like oh my god and so then so then meanwhile yeah meanwhile the therapist gets full-on murdered by the killer who's in a like a hooded graduation rope who like can now launch this like tire iron that has all these like blades on it now they like like this yeah. like, souped up tire iron to quote jessica this tire iron has been pimped out <laughs> which i'm like oh my god that is so 2000s i can't even i know i'm like it. uh okay exhibit calm down Pimp yeah. <laughs> <Pimped> my ride <laughs> i used to love that show Me i used too. to really want my dad so my dad's car to be on it it's so tacky <laughs> it's so tacky I really wanted a playstation in the trunk like now you have lava lamps in the doors <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember one girl had a recording studio in the front seat she could record her she's like a singer and she could record her music while driving I was like that's so unsafe that is ridiculous. That is so dumb. And uh, they, and also when all the, when the show was over and like years later they said those cars broke down. They didn't even work. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> they were probably stolen. Like I would think that would make my car a fucking target. Oh yeah, uh, this big gaudy Skittles ass car. <laughs> like that shit getting swept off the street. <laughs> yes, are you kidding me? So then we have a our, our first murder of the main clique which is chugs who this one is actually i think a really creative kill it so is. she like lies down and she takes a swig of the champagne bottle and he just crams it down her throat and um then slits her throat just at by i don't know add insult to injury yeah yeah and I, um this is like the beginning of like the oral fixation of this mur- of this killer because all of them get it in the mouth. Almost. They do. They do. I did notice that. I was like, wow, they're all getting fucking murdered in the mouth. And this is um, <laughs> also, I think, very... Um, uh, I don't know. I, if you notice, like, the men get off pretty easy with their murders. And the girls are, like, punished. 
Like, oh, yeah. her nasty-ass doctor gets uh, the thing thrown at him, and we get to see the silhouette of it actually meeting his forehead. But yet, right. here we are watching her get choked with a bottle. Like, deep throat deep this throat bottle. Deep throat this bottle. And it's then almost s- sexual. S- yeah, in a, in a weird way. This is All a pretty right, so gr- we'll- gruesome kill. I will say that this is pretty creative. It is pretty gruesome. Yeah, so then... Uh, first girl down. Um, let's see what happens to, to the next. Jessica has an upscale lunch date with her boyfriend Kyle and his father, who threatens Jessica if she isn't able to live up to the image of a senator's daughter-in-law. A little later in the sorority's shower room... <laughs> oh my god. Claire and Jessica openly discuss the Megan incident after Claire can't get her mind off of the mysterious text. After they leave, a sorority girl named Joanna, who overheard their conversation, gets murdered by the mysterious killer with the same tire iron. When Ellie goes to the basement of the sorority house in search of more vodka for the party, she is horrified to find the jacket that Megan was wrapped up in when the body was dumped. The girls reconvene as Ellie sobs that she thinks Megan has returned from the dead to exact revenge on them. The rest of the girls still believe it was Garrett. Night has arrived and the party is full on raging. Drunken partygoers dance and binge drink while wearing as little clothes as possible. The girls attend the party to save face but struggle to enjoy themselves. Cassidy and Andy watch from the walls as Claire dumps Mickey right on the dance floor. Not letting that stop his fun, Mickey attempts to hit on a distraught Ellie who threatens to kill him if he ever touches her again. Mickey then spots two freshman girls and attempts to coerce them into flashing him for entry into the party. Ellie sees him from the window and goes to find Claire. Claire admits to Cassidy her honest remorse over not turning themselves in after Megan's death. As Mickey attempts to intercept Ellie at the restricted top floor of the house, he is attacked and murdered by the hooded killer in a laundry chute, with Ellie witnessing it. At the top of this section, we get a little bit more information on Jessica about why she is the way she is or like what her goals are in life right yeah which is why she's a little more fleshed out we were kind of clued in earlier when they were like jessica you're a selfish bitch you're only doing this because of kyle and his senator ass daddy and she's like fuck you that's not why (laughs) yeah but it is so then she goes on this lunch date and this this man pretty much like talks to this young woman this like adult man and he like pretty much like like the synopsis said like threatens her because you know he wants to make sure that she lives up to the image like his image is very important and she being some sort of social climber she like takes us to heart and she's like i got a reputation to uphold i gotta look good and so this whole megan bullshit can't come back right like it can't it can't because then then she's fucked then what is she gonna do with her life maybe maybe her chosen career path isn't lucrative enough like she won't make any money so she needs i don't know kyle for money yeah. i don't know i don't know what she wants yeah. maybe she wants she's just she just wants to be a boss ass bitch and um sure. in doing that she meets kyle and his dad is a politician and a pretty it seems like a pretty uh prominent one because he says that he is in talks to be potential vice president vice president yeah. i'm like of the united states of america Oh because my god. I'm like, oh, okay, work. But he says this weird thing to her because all these men in this movie are disgustingly written. Like, they're just <laughs> awful. Yes. Um, and he says, 
There are two types of girls. The kind of girls you spend your life with and the kind you burn hard with. Um, what the I'm hell? Like, yeah. What does that mean? What the hell does that burn mean? Burn hard with? I don't know. To me, this whole thing, it just seems so transactionary. Like, like she it's not necessary that she's really in love with Kyle. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But it just all seems like... It's for status. Yeah, it's for status. It's all for like Game of Thrones or something. It's like melding families together who can help each other in, you know, politics or the public eye. And, you know, the senator's son has this perfect wife. You know, nothing can come out about him that'll deter him from reaching his goal. So it's all about this like weird senator. So we do find out though that Jessica has told Kyle about the Megan's murder. Do you think that he maybe confessed to his dad and that's why his dad acted funky? I mean it's possible or like maybe at least that there is something in her past that could potentially be I mean he seems seems like the person that wouldn't care if, if some girl got murdered. No he doesn't care. It's just about the fact that she's involved, yeah. Right, exactly. So I bet it's possible that he told his dad. Yeah. Little Ugh. snitch. Snitch ass bitch. Yeah, snitches get stitches. <laughs> Before the shower, oh. um, Jessica comes back to the house, and th- this has no importance other than she says, I'm going to take a shower. But she <laughs> she walks in, and they're decorating the house for the party, and she looks at the drapes that they're putting up, and she goes, mm, that's tacky. <laughs> <laughs> It's always these little lines that she throws in that she has in the background. And there are so many added little sound bites bites. throughout the entire film. And a lot of them belong to her, if not the background characters. And that is one of them that I love. Because she just had this, like, pretty, like, you know, sad-ass fucking lunch date. And then she comes back and she's like, "Mm, that's tacky. (laughs) She's (laughs) just, like, a bitch through and through. It's almost like she's, like, now she's back in her kingdom. Yes. You know, she, she yes. like went and she had, she got knocked down a few pegs in the real world. And then she comes back to her, her queendom of being the, you know, leader of this sorority house where she gets to, you know, make the decisions. And she is in full bitch mode. She is in full yeah. bitch mode because we definitely see it in the shower. <laughs> yeah. So we get to this scene in the shower where, first of all, this one girl like opens up the shower curtain on Claire and makes this hilarious joke about how waxing isn't just for floors anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? But I guess it's like this is like locker room talk for women. We just, you know, talk about each other's hairy yes. bushes and things like that. Yes. Jessica yes. comes in as she's making this joke about uh, Claire's bush, and she's like, Joanna. <laughs> You are not a senior, and last time I checked, these are the senior showers. As she goes, um, you gotta leave. And then she goes, and yeah. actually, drop your towel. And she's like, are you serious? My room is across the entire house. And would she say without rules, there'd be chaos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then she's like, fine. And she's like, if you wanted to say, see perfect tits, you just have to say so, or something like that. Or all you had to do was ask. And then she drops her towel, and this girl with, you know very interesting looking boobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're unique i've never seen anything <laughs> <Yeah>. like them <laughs> but you know what you gotta love the confidence right she was out here oh yeah oh my gosh giving the most body confidence she's like i love my body and i think my tits are perfect so you know what good for you chances are joanna's gonna be the president of theta pie next year i mean that's not even joanna but that is oh. another nameless sorority girl 
Oh my God. And the sorority girl names. Have you ever looked at the credit list? No, but I'm sure they're so basic. It's like bra clad sister, already drunk <laughs> sister. Like literally, it's going to be on our- What are we doing in this movie? It was on our trivia. Like it was like, which of these titles is not one of the labels for the uncredited, unnamed characters? It's like bra clad sister, ditzy sister. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, okay. Ooh, this could be any of them. (laughs) So then they're like, Jessica and Claire just start openly having a conversation about- about killing Megan in this shower as if these walls are soundproof or something. Like, you haven't even and checked to make sure that the showers are empty. Why would you just start talking about yeah, just, that? Right. And so then one poor girl overhears this and she's just innocently taking a shower trying to get ready for the party. And the second that Claire and Jessica leave, here comes the killer as if the killer just follows these girls every word. And the weird thing is that he knows... Who's told who? Like, he knows which girls have confessed this to other people. Right. Which Weird. is comes into play when we find out the motive of the killer. Yeah. Which is, which, spoiler alert, if you haven't, whatever, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, anybody who learns about what happened to Megan has to die. Yes. So he must have been just following Jessica and Claire into the bathroom, just waiting for them to blab. But what about Ellie? What about Cassidy? What about chugs like you know yeah you can't be in multiple like, places at one time they they could be off telling god knows who and you're in here yeah worrying about this poor innocent girl taking a shower i know she gets it in the mouth too she gets it she's in her chin she gets it in her chin girl yeah and, and it's Ow. like all we're getting is like really ra- other than chugs all the kills so far have been really random therapist joanna it's like okay <laughs> all right therapist joanna <laughs> Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? Who's who's next? <laughs> Brockclad sister? Brockclad sister? Ditsy sister? Over it sister? There's one called <laughs> Over it sister? <laughs> Fuck. And it, you know it who is. it is? It's the girl at the very beginning, the only black girl in the movie, the only black person in the movie, the one in the yeah. beginning where she goes, uh, isn't this a little too much? <laughs> She's yeah, literally the, the only-, only person who absolutely is aware of how ridiculous yeah. this movie oh, is. Oh yeah, all the, ha- all the hazing. Yeah. So then um, we get this moment where Ellie goes into the basement and she finds Megan's jacket and she runs into Kyle. And I'm like, ooh, this is supposed to be some sort of like red herring that Kyle's in the basement. They all reconvene. They're all freaking out because Ellie's freaking out. She's like, oh, we got the jacket. And there's some really great lines in this one. Jessica is like, nobody is dead. Well, Megan. Yeah, that one. And I love that she's saying it. <laughs> all these bitchy lines with rollers in her hair. These big, enormous rollers. Oh my rollers. god, it is great. She's she's so campy. I'm telling you, she's so campy. But they're still convinced it's Garrett, and they're trying to get a hold of Chugs. And she has a hilarious voicemail where she's like, "Hey, it's Chugs. Leave me a." And she like burps. <laughs> 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 I was like, God, they're so brutal to this character, Chugs. Just making her so gross. <laughs> yeah, she's like repulsive. Even <laughs> and we didn't even talk about this, but even the high schooler that was on orient the freshman orientation or whatever, when she's trying to sleep with him, he's like, um, "Oh, why, why, wait, did you throw up?" And she's like, "Yeah, earlier, oh, yeah. You're, you're fine." And then like he's like, "Honestly, I'm grossed out by you." I yeah, don't want to sleep with you. She's disgusting. She's and gross. they make her so disgusting. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad to see. It is sad. <laughs> it is sad. So then the party is going and we're having like this montage of like, 
party boys like this one idiot like jumps into the bubbles that are now covering the lawn he like front flips onto the ground and then like stands up and everybody's cheering like this is insane and then the funniest moment the most the stupidest moment in this entire movie <laughs> it happens where we see this somebody in what you know what we've seen so far is the killer's costume this like hooded graduation oh <laughs> my god it is hilarious starts like skulking through the crowd and like the music gets all serious for a second you're like oh my god the killer's just openly out here in front of all these people and then all of a sudden the hood comes off and it's a naked girl and she like whips her hair around like she's (laughs) at the fucking playboy mansion and members all yeah and it's like oh my god what the fuck is this Honestly, again, the way these characters are written, (laughs) it's literally that women are stupid, slutty, bitchy. Yeah. And that men are... Idiots. Like, men are idiots. And predators. And predators. And that they will hunt women and have these bimbos eating out of the palm of their hands. It's like, ew, this is so... Yeah. The dynamics written even into the ensemble are disgusting. Yeah, like, like that girl, like... I will say, though, that she is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what, what, that... what do they tell her? Like, anybody want to yeah. reveal, do a reveal? She's like, sure. And they're like, sure, okay, but... get naked and wear this robe and turn around and whip your hair. And it, the, the hair whip kills me. That's the funniest part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so great because it's like the killer. And it almost seems like everyone's paying attention to this mysterious figure walking yeah. through because as soon as she gets up into a spot where everybody can see her, <laughs> then she whips the robe off. She f- she throws her head into a circle. Her hair whips around. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah! Yeah! Like, and she's like, yeah, I'm fucking naked. Yeah. She's like, like, fuck yeah. Like, do people, I, I never went to a sorority or, uh, I, I think I maybe went to one fraternity party, but it was like a lame one. But like, <laughs> do all these people, do girls just run around butt ass naked at sorority parties? Is this just, is no. that a thing? And I mean, also, maybe. I'm pretty sure with the, the way things have gone as far as colleges, that this is totally unacceptable and nobody would be doing this. <laughs> no, like, all of this talk not. is so... This movie is so, like, rape culture Like, as far as, like, the girls... Uh, even this next part with Mickey, it's like, oh my god. So, yeah, Claire, and she gets all upset with Mickey because she's having a moment on the dance floor and she's like, get away from me! And he's like, well, I'm not gonna fucking stop having fun. So he's like going through the crowd trying to get with every woman and he sees like a vulnerable girl like Ellie who's sitting there by herself minding her own business and he's like great this is my opportunity to swoop right in and so he goes next he's like starts like sweet talking her and puts his hand on her thigh and Ellie's the only one so far to have sense to be like do not touch me she's like I will kill you if you touch me again and, and they play it as if like this is supposed to be a clue that she like or like a red herring that she because then because he she dies said she's gonna kill him <laughs> yeah well that she's a that she's like but it's like she's just acting like any normal girl should right when she's being like preyed on in a vulnerable state by a fucking douchebag like mickey yeah the one girl who stands like, up for herself could potentially be the killer 
Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, literally. They make the music all scary and it's like <laughs> intense. And she's like, I will kill you. Good. Good for her. I hope she does. I do like, though, how when Mickey comes on to her, he's like, you look so beautiful tonight. I really like your this thing in your hair. It's like, it's a braid. <laughs> and, then, and, it, and it looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, so Ellie's like, I'm out of here. So she leaves and then he starts scamming on these two young girls and like tries to literally manipulate them into flashing him in order to get into this party. And luckily they're smart enough to be like, no, we don't, we, we changed our mind. We don't want to do that. It's like, okay, good. Yeah, good great. for you so girls. Some more girls with some sense. But then Ellie's in the window and she's like looking at him. I'm like, what was she doing there? Why did she go back to that window to like stare She's like, I'll fucking kill you. And then she stomped, <laughs> she stomped upstairs all pissed off and went to look at the window where the place where she was sitting <laughs> so yeah. that she could watch yeah. him walk away. Yeah, literally. She was like, I'm, I'm watching you. She's keeping her eye on him. Good for her. He's like, don't tell Claire. So he runs upstairs to try to stop Ellie. Meanwhile, then- um fucking Claire and uh, Cassidy are having this conversation like Cassidy you were right we should have never uh, thrown Megan's body at the bottom of the fucking well <laughs> and you, yeah. you you were right and I've just yeah. been living with guilt it's like yeah Claire we yeah, all have no shit Claire no <laughs> shit welcome to the party st- <laughs> yeah but are you stupid yeah and so then meanwhile the killer goes and kills Mikey which it's like alright <laughs> great <laughs> not Mikey Thank God. Oh, sorry, Mickey. <laughs> sorry. Who? I know. He's so he, inconsequential. I don't even know his God. Exactly. Name. It's so ridiculous that like he even has this much character. It's like, why didn't Joe? Why didn't Joanna get to be a fleshed out character before she bit the fucking dust? Why? Why do we get to have to know this man before he dies? Yeah, three out of the four characters that have died so far have been nobodies. Literally, not any, not even one of the main girls. Chugs is the only one who's gotten it so far. And honestly, we could have done without Claire this far into the movie. Um, I, I know. I even though I love her because she's so pretty. She's so pretty, but she was not is, on this movie to be the star. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So then they hear Ellie scream at the top of her lungs. They hear Ellie scream at the top of her lungs, and they go, "Oh God, Ellie's falling apart!" Like, let's go see what's going on. <laughs> Somehow, over all the loud music that's playing in the house, they can still hear Ellie. And honestly, this Ellie screaming thing, Ellie screaming is really getting like old. Like it's like yeah, it every, happens so like, often. It's com- I think the movie's trying to pre- like like it's a joke, like an ongoing joke. Oh my God, she just keeps screaming, but it's not funny, and it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's, like, kind of dumb. <laughs> Cassidy, Claire, Jessica, and Ellie regroup after Ellie is seen screaming and running through the party. When she's unable to tell them what she saw other than somebody in a hooded graduation gown, Cassidy and Jessica go to the top floor to investigate. There, they discover Mickey's dead body half hanging out of the laundry chute and the pimped-out tire <laughs> iron used to kill him. Pimped-out? I can't. Okay. <laughs> Just then, the girls receive a text containing the video of Megan's death and a message telling them to go to the steel mill in 20 minutes or the video will be sent to the police. As the girls begin to drive away from the party, Jessica's Escalade almost runs over Maggie, Megan's sister, who has decided to attend the party anyways, taunting and insulting Jessica by saying that Megan hated her. (laughs) And that her hair looks like shit. And then her hair looks like shit. Maggie, Maggie coming out of nowhere looking like the girl from the ring. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, flat, that flat ass hair. <laughs> Oof, Mama, to get your hair together. <laughs> the girls drive to the mine shaft and encounter Garrett, who has cut his wrists. Thinking Garrett is the one stalking them, Jessica runs him over with her vehicle. However, they discover afterward that Garrett has been receiving the same text messages they have. To prove that Megan is dead, the girls lower Cassidy down the shaft to the check. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to the check. <laughs> to the check. There's money down there. <laughs> There's money down there. This is I Love Many 3. <laughs> the unaired, the unaired <laughs> season of I Get Love Get down Many. the shaft to the check. To prove that Megan is dead, the girls lower Cassidy down the shaft to check, but instead of finding Megan's body, she finds a message written in blood that says, Theta Pi must die. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. So um, the beginning of this section, again, we already talked about Ellie screaming, running through the party, getting very annoying. And then, um, then we have Jessica and Cassidy going to check for Mickey's body or check what's up there. And they discover Mickey's body and they're so unaffected by this. They're like, Oh, they're like, yeah, it's Mickey. I would know those, those ugly ass shoes anywhere. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, yeah. And they're like, Oh no. They're like, what are we going to do? Obviously something's going on. Like there's like, so they're so blase about it. Yeah, they're like so. So they're so somebody is like actually after us, and they're they're killing people. Luckily, no one we care about right now. But <laughs> yeah, nobody care about <laughs> except for maybe I don't know. We still haven't heard from Chugs, but whatever. It's literally like um, Scream Four when she's like, "My own mother had to die. No great loss there." It's like yeah, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. But she's crazy. These two are not technically crazy. They're. Well. They could be I at mean, this that's point. True. Oh, well, right. Cassidy's not supposed to be, but that's fair. Yeah, yeah Jessica, they, she's her own brand of crazy. They are pretty unaffected by this, and actually, the rest of the movie sort of plays out in a very uh, weird way. Like this is like the first of many times that people just seem to be generally unaffected by everything else that is confessed <laughs> yeah. and revealed in this literally third act. <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange. So then uh, they get this text message telling them to go to the steel mill, back where it all happened. And so they're like, great, let's jump in the car and go. She literally says, get in my Escalade. Yeah, get in my Escalade. (laughs) That's very important. (laughs) So um, they get in the Escalade and they start driving away from the party and nearly run over Maggie. <laughs> this scene nearly, is also so strange. Literally, the the grill of her car was touching her stomach. Like, yeah, she was so like, close to it. And th- this is again trying to make Maggie scary, but she's not scary. I don't get it. They're like, oh my god, Maggie. Like the way the way she's standing there with her hair brushed in her yeah. face. I'm like, stop. Enough with this. Stop trying like, to make her scary. As the audience, we know that Megan is not alive. And we also know that her sister is not scary. And the actress isn't even <laughs> yeah. good enough to portray her being anything but a bitch. So, But, uh, but yeah, some basic hot girl. Like, So then she gets out and has this, like, <laughs> we find out that she's has some sort of vendetta against Jessica. She's like, my sister fucking hated you. And also your hair looks like shit. And they like, <laughs> and for some reason, this really gets under Jessica's skin. Like she just saw a dead body, but she's like, I cannot yeah. believe. I, I'm going to 
her later. Like she's like she, so. Even when she gets in the car and she looks at the other girls, like, uh, like can you believe what she just said yeah. to me? Yeah, she's like so affected by Maggie. Like Maggie has power over her. Yeah, it's weird. And is it just because she said that Megan doesn't like her? I don't know. See, this is why I always thought this thing with Megan in the beginning, like, totally played into this. Because then we get more history later on between Jessica and and Megan. And so it just seems like this constant power battle that maybe Jessica had with Megan. Even though Megan seems totally unthreatening. But, um... Yeah, but I guess, hey, she's got to get her out of the way. She's the only bitch here. And so maybe she did orchestrate this murder. Maybe. Maybe. Because she also slept with her boyfriend. Um, she fucking hates yeah. her sister. It's like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, but Megan crawled under Jessica's skin. So then the girls drive to this mine shaft and Garrett's there, this character we haven't seen since the murder. And he's like, cut his wrists. Yeah. And like, oh my God. Bleeding. And like, and, uh, Cassie's like, oh, he, he cut his own wrists. He cut his own wrists. He's not the one. <laughs> it's and not then- him. <laughs> and then fucking Jessica full on commits murder herself and runs him over with her car. And she's like, what? Like, he was coming at you with a knife. She's like, it was a piece of like, glass. She's like, okay, did you, did, you, did you want me to wait until he stabbed you? Yeah. And she's like, three to one odds he's still alive. And then he's all, ugh. And she's like, okay, well, maybe not. So they full on murder this person. And it's like, okay, they are, they have. <laughs> the shit like the shit is getting out of control now. Yeah, but they quickly and they quickly find out that he was not the killer because he also received the same text message as all the other girls. Right. And this is really Jessica losing control. And that this that's like one little like motif that I do like that's running through this is like Jessica losing grasp on control. You know, because yeah. like her, Kyle brought this up to her earlier while they were like on the dance floor and Ellie was running screaming and he's like so uh, I thought you said you had everything under control. And she's like, I do. I do have everything under control. And at first I was like, what does that mean? I was like, does this pertain to like silly sorority drama? Like, what does that matter? But then I realized it's because he knows about the murder. Yeah. Yeah. She's confessed. Yeah. She's confessed it. So now he probably knows that like these girls are freaking out. So so now she's completely spiraling she's losing control ellie's freaking out now she's just murdered this guy like i kind of like this like unraveling of jessica's like yeah because it adds another layer to her yeah she's like desperate yeah she's desperate to have control of the situation and it's just completely leaving her grasp and i do really like that i think that was like you said earlier i think they had the most fun writing jessica yeah for sure they definitely played favorites. <laughs> yeah. And so then they 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 lower Cassidy down to the shaft to I don't know find to prove that Megan is dead cuz for some reason Ellie is just convinced Megan is still alive as if that's even possible. They're like, "Well, let's find out." And then, so then they lower her down into the thing with literally a, a chain designed to hang plants from the ceiling. Like, this is, not, <laughs> this is not in any way, shape, or form designed to lower humans into shit mine shafts. Yeah. And so then they lower her down there and she falls really far. We saw what happened to fucking people in the ruins. <laughs> and, but Cassidy, she's fine. She's a dancer. Okay. She's nimble. 
Yeah, she doesn't she's break her back. She doesn't take a shit. <laughs> yeah. She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. You know what uh, my reaction would have been had I fallen down the mine shaft? Owie, my leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who dropped that glass? Ow, you almost hit me. <laughs> Megan's not here. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. She goes in there and the body's gone. And oh, and there's this random moment where Jessica accidentally drops the shard of glass she was using for light. And it lands directly between Cassidy's fingers. It's like, oh my god, okay. Yeah, let's like, like uh, these like weird, like scary, intense moments are like not necessary. Like it's already a t- it's already a tense moment. This movie's an hour and forty minutes long, and honestly, they could have cut out at least fifteen. So minutes much and of made this. it a cool one twenty. Totally, this movie is too long. That is a main criticism of it. It's too long. There's yeah. so much fat here. So she goes down there and she sees Theta Pi must die. It's so it's actually pretty ominous. It's pretty scary. You're like, oh wow, okay. Uh, uh, I think what's dumb about it is that when we find out everything that's happened, we're like, what the fuck? It, uh, well, I mean, we'll get you. Killed it, so it far have not even sense. been Theta Pi. Okay, uh, exactly. First of all, you're missing the target. <laughs> yeah, they're literally just causing more trouble. Yeah, by living but, longer. And you know what? Thing when something they don't address, how the fuck she got out of that hole? Oh no! Because literally, it cuts to black. There's supposed to be a commercial, I guess, in here, and then we just <laughs> cut to the next scene. The editing in this moment is terrible. Stupid. Like, it doesn't matter. How, I mean, not that the movie needed to be any longer, but they made it. They made it pretty clear that she fell really far down this hole without you know with no way to get back up and then just glazed over the part where she's probably still gonna she would still be stuck down there that chain was not long enough to get her out back at the now empty sorority house everyone seemingly having left to the after party jessica decides she's gonna grab her boyfriend kyle and leave cassidy having access to phone location is relieved to see that andy is 83 miles away Claire decides to shut off the overheated hot tub that has covered the entire lawn in bubbles, taking a flare gun for protection. When the girls enter the house, they receive a text from Chugs' cell phone, telling them that she is dead. This moment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I'm dead. Yeah, I'm not going to make it to the party. Because I'm dead. (laughs) With a sad emoji face. Yeah, stupid. Just then, Claire begins to pound on the glass back door as the power cord to the jacuzzi has been tied around her ankle. As the girls struggle to open the locked door, Claire is dragged by her ankle through the sea of bubbles on the lawn. When the girls get outside, they hear the flare gun fire. As they approach the burning light from the flare, they see that Claire has been shot in the mouth with the gun, killing her. Aww. Bye, Claire. Um... Jessica searches upstairs for Kyle, but finds a half-naked Maggie (laughs) who claims to be awaiting to hook up with a hot guy from the party. Kyle! Jessica and Maggie begin to catfight, but are broken up by Cassidy and Ellie, who claim Megan is in the house. Jessica takes the initiative to investigate, but is hit in the face with the back of a shotgun by Mrs. Crenshaw. Jessica accidentally confesses to Crenshaw about killing Megan and having told Kyle about it. Mrs. Crenshaw tells the girls to lock themselves in a bedroom and to call the police while she searches for the killer who is in the house. 
When a gunshot is heard, Maggie leaves the room to find Megan. After a game of cat and mouse in the kitchen, Mrs. Crenshaw is impaled through the back by the killer. Maggie is then attacked by the killer, who then sets the house on fire with a Molotov cocktail, allowing Maggie to escape. With no cell phones around, Cassidy and Jessica decide to find Mickey's body and use his cell, telling Ellie to run if she gets the chance. She hides in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this... Okay, so the first thing we get is them arriving to the party. Wet. Why are they wet? Why yeah, Why are they wet? They're like soaking wet. Uh, I, so are, this are is they, my problem with the are editing. They like, how'd she get out of the thing? Uh, are they sweaty, sweaty from pulling her out? Or did they dump Garrett's body in the lake? I don't know. Ooh, oh, maybe. Yeah, there's something missing here. But for some reason, they're wet. Yeah. When they come back. And so they're like walking up to the house and there's another random girl who's actually hilarious to me. She's like, after party at Rose Sigma New. She's like, <laughs> she's like, and she's like, it's like she doesn't have legs. Like she's, <laughs> she's sort of like um, the Weeble Wobbles, like Weebles Wobble, yes. but they don't fall down. I feel yes. like her ankles are rolling as she's walking. <laughs> She's, yeah. she's like one of those things that they put on the outside to get brand new tires. Yeah. Like, what do you call this? I, um, a fucking blow... The blow, up, the, the blow up people. The blow up dude. The blow up man or whatever. She's like that. I'm like, this girl is stealing the show. Yeah, she's hilarious. And how she talks and how she's like so drunk and not looking at them and stumbling. She's like, <laughs> See you guys there? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! And so then, yeah, the the party's completely emptied out. Not a single person is left, other than a few random stragglers. I love when Claire's like, "Do you think that they're all dead?" Yeah, she's like, "Yeah," and the corpses drove their cars away, idiot. (laughs) 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 So dumb, but funny. So then, um, this this next sequence is my favorite part of the whole movie. I think this is the most successful of the killing of the kills, which is the death of Claire. It's like the only suspenseful one, I would say. It is. And the visual of it is quite shocking. Yeah, it's really cool. So, like, she, first of all, she's like, God, there's like bubbles everywhere because she fucking was putting the bubble bath in the hot tub. So then she's like, oh, I'm so annoyed by this loud hot tub that's overheated. And she's like, I'm going to go turn it off. And they're like, don't go alone. She's like, I'm good. And then she like holds up the flare gun. This is so cringy when she does that. I'm good. She I'm or like, like but, I have protection. But girl, that's a flare gun. That is not a real gun. I'm like, oh my god. And the way she looks, I'm like, uh, was this her audition for a sucker punch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, I'm the one who shoots guns and sucker punch. <laughs> no, she's the pilot. She's. <laughs> the one who shoots guns. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I'm good. And then so she like goes and she's like, carefully walking through the bubbles. And meanwhile, the other girls are inside. Ellie's crying. They're trying to turn off the music. And that's when they get that ominous text about Chugs being dead. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Claire's there at the door. And she, it's like, it's really interesting. But I'm like, when did the, did the killer tie that thing around her leg? Yeah, it's like perfectly wrapped around her ankle. Yeah. I'm like, did she accidentally do that? Or did he <laughs> tie it around her leg? Was he like, hey, girl, hold still. Or was he like hiding in the bubbles and then like he was like, oh, perfect. Her ankle, her ankle's right here. Like lassoed her like a cowboy. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) got her ankle. And so she like lets her, he's like, I'm going to let her run to the house. 
and then she was like banging on the door and then pulls her and drags her back into the bubbles and i think that scene is actually really cool i actually really like the lighting too the lighting is great fluorescent lighting yeah 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 this is this is this is well done i i will say that even because then they hear the flare gun go off and the way it's like shining under the bubbles it's like pink and glamorous and it looks great yeah, it's really cool. So then, like, Cassidy gets out. She sees him, like, literally her mouth is, like, on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Her cartoony, mouth is on but... fire, and it's burned, like, half of her face and chest. And it looks cartoony, but it also looks pretty, like, scary. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. yikes. I was like, oh, ouchie. Ouchers. Yeah, yeah. that sucks for her. But, but um, so, yeah, that Claire's dead. <laughs> that sucks for her. Um, Claire's dead. And then... Um, then we have another one of the incredibly ridiculous moments of this movie, which is this confrontation between Jessica and Maggie, where where Jessica walks into her room and Maggie has put the covers over her head. She's like <laughs> hiding under this bed sheet. <laughs> and then Jessica pulls it down and Maggie's like, ooh. She's like... <laughs> Like a cat in heat. Yeah. Like, was she sleeping before this? Yeah, or? was she just... Yeah, she's like waking up from a nap and she's like, oh, I'm just waiting to hook up with this really hot guy. <laughs> I think she was genuinely oh. like trying to like hide. And then when she pulled it back, she's like, well, let me turn myself yeah. on. She's like... Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's just like, I'm going to hook up with this guy. And she like points to a picture of Jessica's <laughs> boyfriend. And she's like, you bitch! And then they start just full on... She pulls her out of the bed by her hair, throws her into yeah. the hallway. <laughs> yeah, this is full-on cat fight. White girls just wrestling each other in the hallway. <laughs> it's just so hilarious. It's, like, so campy. It's but I can't so tell if it's, campy. like, this is campy in a great way or campy in, like, a what is happening? I actually, way. at this point, appreciate it because I felt like the rest of the movie didn't really lean into the camp. Like, Jessica was campy, but yeah. the rest of the movie was sort of, like, pale in comparison like it was trying to take itself too seriously and at this point they've just fully derailed like you know what let's just go for it yeah whatever (laughs) we'll have a campy cat fight in the middle of this why not (laughs) so then they're like they get broken up and then we have the uh the return of carrie fisher as mrs crenshaw where the hell you been girl so she shows a red herring yeah a red (laughs) herring and she breaks jessica's nose which is funny She's like, Miss Crenshaw, it's me, Jessica. She's like, I know. I've been waiting to do that. Yeah, it's just like for four years. We've had that coming for four years or something like that. She's like, I came in here with this shotgun looking for you so that I could fucking smack you you across the face. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot you. (laughs) Everybody else is dying. You might as well die too. (laughs) Because she did come in there with that gun, not knowing that murders are happening. She came in there with that gun because they fucked up the house. Yeah, what is she gonna do? Just kill everybody? She's, She's like, I'm fucking too. tired of these dumbass bitches. I'm gonna go shoot every <laughs> last one of these hoes. <laughs> That's exactly um, what was going on in her head. That exact monologue. <laughs> so then, like, Jessica, again, with her big-ass mouth, is like confesses that she told Kyle... She confesses literally right there to Mrs. Crenshaw, who's like, what are you talking about? And then Maggie's like, you killed my sister! And then they start wrestling again. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And soon enough, they get over it, because they're like, Megan yeah. might still be alive, and she potentially may be killing 
people on campus. And, yeah. And they're like, okay. And she's like, okay, well, let me handle it. Let a real woman handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the, she's like, I'll yeah, find so her. I'll kill her. Just like I planned to anyway. Yeah, just like <laughs> I planned to kill you, Jessica. <laughs> so then they go. she goes into the kitchen and there's like this, like, you know, the killer's in there. And they sh- shooting at the killer. And, yeah, um, he's pulling a ghost face in the Becker house. Like he's just, yeah, he's he's quick. He's quick. He's just, running from one side of the just, kitchen to the other. <laughs> yeah, and uh, unfortunately, she doesn't make it. He he pushes that that island and smashes her against the the what is that? Is that the that's the tire iron? He throws the tire iron the ti- at her, yeah, that's right. and it hits like the like the refrigerator or something. And then as she right. tries to reload her gun, he just smashes her with the table, and she backs right into this pimped out tire iron. Yeah, and she's like, "Stay the fuck away from my girls!" I'm like, like but "You were gonna kill." Uh, maybe she's trying to compete with him. She's like, "Stay the fuck away from my girls! I'm coming for those bitches' heads." <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I was supposed to kill them. But, um, she never got the chance. She's like, they hated my bracelets. Yeah. That fucking bitch, Jessica. I'm going to kill that bitch. (laughs) She should have said that instead. Like, make sure you kill Jessica first. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) So then Maggie's a damn fool. She's like, I'm going to go find Jessica, Megan. So she's like running around in her bra and panties. (laughs) And she, (laughs) yeah. And then... (laughs) This moment where she has a run-in with the killer who lights a Molotov cocktail and throws it at her and then um, lights the house on fire because, you know, we need that. We needed that to happen. I remember so watching now, this with you for the yes, first time. Stop it. I knew you were going to bring and this up. We always brought this up when he throws this Molotov cocktail at her and it smashes behind her and erupts in flames. And this obvious stunt double. Stunt double. <laughs> And then I saw her stunt double run across the screen. I saw her fucking stunt double run across the screen. <laughs> She's like, ah! And it's so obviously not her. Like, this person looks taller this, and this thicker. Wig, and this the wig. And the wig. choppy wig. It's just like a Halloween wig. Like, <laughs> I know. the Morticia wig <laughs> from Spirit yes. Halloween. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, it's so funny. I knew you were going to bring that up. Um <laughs> So she's trapped now, I guess. She's, like, not going anywhere. She's trapped by behind the flames. And uh, so then we get Cassidy and Jessica deciding to go find Mickey's body. And they they uh, they end up in the, that restricted, renovated area. <laughs> Where they also see that the house has been lit on fire. And yeah. And like, <laughs> again, oh, like, shit. this is so ridiculous. And the only person who addresses how ridiculous it is is Jessica. And she's like, who the yeah. hell lit the house on fire? <laughs> <laughs> that line is so funny. Yeah, she's so good. And um, yeah, and then Ellie's annoying ass is hiding in the fucking closet. Like they said to run if you get a chance, not hide in the closet. Cassidy and Jessica find Mickey's body, but run into Kyle in a hooded graduation robe, who injures Jessica after getting into a physical fight with her over Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Concerned that Megan's death being associated with his relationship with Jessica could negatively impact his family, he attempts to wrestle Mickey's cell phone away from Cassidy before she can call for help. Cassidy and Jessica flee to an under-renovation bathroom where they find Megan's decomposing corpse hanging in the shower. Kyle attacks them there and knocks out Jessica. Before he can harm Cassidy, Kyle is killed with an axe by Andy, Cassidy's boyfriend. He then begins to reveal that he is the actual killer. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> who could have seen this coming? Nobody, because who the hell even is this character? <laughs> yeah, we already saw that he was 83 miles away. Yeah, what the hell? Andy at first protected them by keeping the knowledge of Megan's death to himself after Ellie told him. Andy wanted to have a perfect future with Cassidy, but she was always at risk of being found out. So Andy decided to kill everyone who knew of Megan's murder. Andy then kills Jessica, stabbing her in the mouth with the tire iron, and tells Cassidy that they need to kill Ellie too. Cassidy is opposed to this, but Andy says that Ellie is the weakest of them all and will be likely to tell somebody else. Devising a plan, Cassidy plays along and tells Andy that Ellie's in the basement, and while Andy goes to look for her, Cassidy fetches Ellie from the upstairs and they try to run. However, they are attacked by Andy, who is hurt that Cassidy would betray him. Urging Ellie to flee, Cassidy hits Andy with a lamp and tries to escape, but stops as she hears the cries from Maggie, who's trapped in the flames. Cassidy tries to help her out, but Andy comes out and tries to kill Maggie with a tire iron attached to a rope, but Cassidy stops him. The floor then crumbles underneath Cassidy, and she's left hanging over the burning basement, anchored by her Theta Pi bracelet from Mrs. Crenshaw. As Andy is about to finish her off, Ellie appears, shooting him with Mrs. Crenshaw's shotgun. He falls backwards into the burning floor, which collapses under him, and he falls to his death into the flames. With Andy dead, Ellie tells Maggie to wrap a curtain around herself and run through the flames. Her naked ass. (laughs) Put a fucking curtain on. Yeah, put that fucking curtain on, bitch. The two then pull Cassidy back up from the hole in the floor. The three survivors, Cassidy, Ellie, and Maggie, escape from the burning sorority house just as the fire department and other emergency personnel arrive. Fifteen months later... Theta Pi is being renovated from the fire, and Maggie is now a Theta sister. As the girls sing the Theta Pi song, a man comes into view holding a garden trowel. The camera pans up to his wrists, revealing wrist-slashing marks hinting it could be Garrett, who might have survived the suicide-slash-assassination attempt. The end. Oh, what a convoluted-ass oh ending. <laughs> what? Yeah, wow. So... The first thing we have is Kyle, again, this character that we barely know anything about, shows up and wastes our time for 15 minutes. Seriously. Like, like what? Like, he's not even the killer, but is acting like this horrendously toxic human who, like, literally beats up Jessica, is, like, trying to attack and beat up Cassidy because (laughs) he doesn't want any of this getting out and it's like oh my god well he tries to beat up um, Jessica's uh, stunt double because we also get this enormous girl with um, (laughs) with um, a long ass blonde hair I'm like that's clearly not the back of her head and uh, she fucking falls to the floor I'm like this is not her but sure it's probably the same stunt double as Maggie right yeah totally and so they (laughs) They have this huge tussle with him. They find Megan's dead body in the bathroom, just hanging there. Like, why is she there? (laughs) She's all, oh my gosh, she looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) She looks terrible. Yeah. And it's like, why is she there? Why why is she there? That's the inconsistency for me. It's like, why did you go down there, disrupt the crime scene, and bring all the evidence back to the house to trace it back to the same? Like, what was the the girl? Yeah. What is the thinking here, Andy? I don't know. I just, I really, 
jump at it. Oh, yeah. They were going to investigate the burn and they find a body that was more decomposed and maybe trace it back to the other girls and then all would be resolved or I don't Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? But basically... Also, that decaying corpse was not Audrina. Yeah, where were her breast implants? I don't yeah. know anywhere. He took those out too? <laughs> yeah. Those decompose? Yeah, right. <laughs> they just shriveled up. <laughs> <laughs> she must have just had like two breast implants pasted on that <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> just melted into the ribs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so dumb <laughs> they should have just so, got a plastic skeleton halloween decoration yeah. and just put two floating silicone breast implants just yes. on there <laughs> oh my god megan honestly it would have been just as scary as the rest of it honestly so then uh andy kills kyle just full-on murders him confuses cassidy because she's like what the hell i thought you were gone also i can't believe you just killed that person and uh yeah he's like my just, phone is on a greyhound yeah um, it took a greyhound out of town i guess <laughs> and then um <laughs> i bought that phone a one-way ticket out of town <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then jessica comes in she's like we can fix this we can fix this like still desperately trying to hold on con- to control even though her boyfriend is fucking dead yeah, it's like, but, at this point, you know, give it up. I would just fled the house at that point. It's like, well, fuck. My whole purpose yeah. for trying to keep going was him. I might yeah. as well just fucking leave. Yeah. And so, and then she sort of gets it really swiftly. Like, this character yeah. that has sort of been built up to be this huge uh, deal. She gets it right in the mouth and that's it. I would have actually right preferred if she would have been one of the, the survivors. Yeah. Yeah. She's a psycho, but I mean, I still kind of wish she would have lived. I know, me too. Just in case there was a sequel, which I'm glad right, we didn't get, course. but you know. Yeah, for we sure. Need Jessica. So Jessica, yeah, she gets stabbed in the mouth, and then Andy reveals this this motive, where he's like, "I just wanted us to be together forever," and uh, Cassidy, <laughs> uh, you know, I couldn't do that while all these other people knew about it so I had to go and kill all of them <laughs> so they wouldn't find you out <clears throat> and, uh, she- <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so she's like oh my god okay so she does a smart thing she like tries to play along she's like okay uh, let's let's get out of here yeah let's find Ellie like she's definitely yeah. gonna die too and I told her to meet me in the basement yeah, no, look, you're right. Let's kill this bitch. So she's like, I told her to meet me in the basement. And he's like, ugh, I knew I loved you. And then so he runs <laughs> off to the basement. And she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And she's like on her <laughs> way out. Or she's like trying to find Ellie. She finds Ellie. And she's like, let's go. And then she's like, god damn it. This naggy bitch is still here. About and to Maggie's burn. like, help me, help me. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm trapped. Comes- then yeah and then he shows up and he shows up and they have a big old scuffle you know he starts throwing this tire iron at maggie who's like ah, ah, and she's like a boy she's like please just stop just stop <laughs> the tire iron is so big too like it is pretty scary like if that if it someone really were to scary. throw that big ass thing at you and it has blades on it uh-uh Mm-mm. yeah no it is scary but it's like a fucking yo-yo. He like throws it and pulls it back, throws it and pulls it back. And then um, the, the house is crumbling around them. 
There's a big old scuffle, of course. And, you know, oh, there's a little bit of uh, symbolism here, I think, I guess, where, oh. where Cassie falls through the floor and she's like being, she's holding on with oh. the, the chain links of her sisters. Yes, her bracelet. Her bracelet, it's, it's saving her life. And she's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I guess one's to assume. Wants to assume that you know the spirits of her sisters have her back through this bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's still very painful, I guess, to hold on by your wrist from falling to your death. <laughs> it was like almost beautiful. It was almost a touching moment. Yeah, it's just like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then Ellie comes and saves the day and (laughs) blows Andy away with a shotgun. She grows a backbone because you've never had a backbone. Oh, wait, that was to Claire. That was to Claire. Ellie's been, I mean, I wouldn't have expected Ellie to do this. I was hoping Jessica would just rise from the dead and (laughs) just finish off the movie. Yeah, totally. So then she shoots him and then they save Maggie. She's like, put that curtain around you. And then she... (laughs) So then she like we watch her we for some reason watch her jump over the flames. <laughs> oh no, we fully see her getting this curtain and wrapping it around her like she's in the fucking Himalayas. And yeah, she just like, fucking plows through the flames. <laughs> and we're like, woo, thank God. Thank God we saw her make it. And then the three of them walk out of the house. In slow motion. In slow motion, in a triumphant, sexy walk. I'm like, we just had to have this in the movie, right? Because we didn't have it up until this point, and now we finally have a beautiful slow motion walk sequence of sexy girls strutting (laughs) down the hallway, if you will. Yeah, literally, as the house crumbles and burns behind them. And honestly, Maggie's body is banging in this costume she's she's wearing. No, she's... What costume? She's naked. <laughs> True. Get naked, boy. Sorry, remember Ma. They actually, yeah. <laughs> they actually look like shit coming out of this house. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they look horrible. I was like, why they are we taking terrible. so long to watch them walk out of this damn house? Yeah, it's triumphant. It's, uh, yeah, it's really a win for them. <laughs> and Maggie, Everybody- again, this unaffected thing. Like, first of all, she's not upset that her sister is actually dead. And that these two girls she's walking next to had something Killed to do with sister. it. But also, no. like, you they almost died. Life. You nearly burnt to death. And then you're walking out with this face, like, you know, that bored Her- model face? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, and they survive. So these are our three survivors, and we don't know what... We don't know what happens to Ellie or Cassidy after this. We assume they live a very happy, normal life. <laughs> a um, long, stable. happy life. Yeah. And then 15 months later, we have... A, we are back at the Theta Pi house, which is newly renovated. You know, all these college kids are still partying and drinking. They're having a great time. And, for, and it must be rush week or something, but... Uh, we get this hilarious shot. Oh. Another thing that you and I used to laugh about all the time. We, I literally have a recording of this somewhere in my files on my computer of 
a group of us doing this thing. Yes. With, uh, with like, um, it was like Taylor and like, yeah. Yeah, like, I think Taylor was Maggie because she was in the middle <laughs> and she was doing the slow Theta motions. Pi says goodbye. Theta Pi says goodbye. While Carolyn D'Amore is like, I don't know what her direction I don't was know here. what the fuck they were doing. They're like, okay, everybody, everybody hunch down. Including yeah, you, Maggie. Get in the spots. middle and sorority hunch down spots. so we can see the girls behind you. Get down. Get down. Okay, perfect. And then um, everyone's gonna clap. Maggie, you are. You take. You know, you're taking you're in on, the surroundings. You're like. taking the surroundings. You're watching the workers put back together the sorority house. You feel, you know, successful. Yeah. You're the leader. Um, yeah. Don't feel like it. you need to join in with a song. Just sort of like lightly mouth it with your with your, you know, lips. But you don't have to full out sing. Like you're too cool yeah. for that. Like And look just look out like, into the yard, seeing all the progress <laughs> happening around you. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a, it's a new day, Maggie. You're you're at peace with Megan's death. Give yes. me more. <laughs> more of that. More. More head. More more sway from side. Okay, to now side. look to the right. Okay, now look Back to the, to the left. left. <laughs> okay, look up. Now look forward. <laughs> Smile. You're optimistic. You now <laughs> attend Theta Pi. Or you're now a sister. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, what is this final shot? And She's then like, we have this ridiculous, da-da. like, yeah. Oh. And then, then oh, they try to set up for a sequel. Garrett's alive <laughs> yeah. after slitting his wrist so and being. We have, <laughs> we have this um, Garrett cameo where they they show this hand with a you know a very ominous um, garden trowel and. Um, <laughs> He has scars on his wrist. So that's what tells us, the audience, that this might be Garrett. Because there's, or, or as the synopsis says, um, wrist slashing marks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wrist slashing marks. <laughs> the scars on his... <laughs> the scars on his wrists are like very, you know, like a dead giveaway. So maybe like Garrett would, in a potential sequel that never happened, maybe Garrett would have come back and he would have had revenge on a new set of girls who had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yes, but um, they attend Theta Pi and that is enough because Theta Pi must, must die. die. And maybe he was going to be after Maggie since like that's like Megan's sister. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. We definitely did not need that. So, uh, <laughs> and that's it. And that's how this movie ends. So, what are your final words for Miss Sorority Row? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this movie is absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I think that it is saved by some very campy elements, especially the performance of Leah Pipes as Jessica and the writing. Um, but other than that, it's just sort of silly. I don't mind watching it. I think it is entertaining, but it is absolutely ridiculous. So I give this a two out of five. Okay. Yeah. I'm also going to give this a two out of five. Um, I basically agree with everything you just said. I think this movie is trash. I think the dialogue is <laughs> awful. I think it's a, <laughs> it was poorly thought out. It's definitely horribly written you can definitely tell a man wrote this um (laughs) the characters are just absolutely intolerable um and (laughs) literally the saving grace for this is leah pipes as jessica i think she's the best character she's the most fleshed out she's the only one that seemed to have been given any sort of thought (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) to why she's doing the things she's doing to why she's saying the things she's saying her lines are add this campy element which I think is the only reason that makes this movie worth a watch because I definitely do think it's worth a watch because it is entertaining and and the fact that it's campy but and we've talked about this multiple times now with multiple movies is that this movie could have been that much better had it leaned into the The camp camp. right and less less focusing on showing tits every five seconds and leaning into the script a little more you yeah, know, paying, maybe, paying homage to the tits and ass of the 80s, like feeling you need to include that since that yeah, was clearly in a. It was not necessary. It was not no. necessary. At and all. also, this movie could have been about 30 minutes shorter. <laughs> anyway, so that's anyway, Sorority so, Row. <laughs> oh my, there it is. There it is. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, another successful week. And that means that we have graduated. From we this have graduated, one. and we are moving on from this movie. Yes, um, we are moving on. You know, what I will say about this movie is that it is a fun movie to watch with people. Oh yeah, because we literally trashed the movie as we were watching it for the first time together. Yeah, and it was so much fun. Like we laughed so hard, and so yes. you can't. So it did. It does bring about those kinds of moments and memories. So. Um, that is all. That is a redeeming quality of it as well. And actually, when I was doing research on this, when I was looking it up, it actually made like the top lists of a lot of slasher lists, like like top really? twenty. And like oh. it would be like number nineteen, but it was on there. And I'm like, out of all the slasher movies from the seventies to now, this movie I is mean, on there. There's I'm a like, lot of garbage slasher movies out there. <laughs> That's true. This one, this one at least had a little bit of a budget, maybe. And they spent it on getting Audrina on. Signing oh, Audrina my God. And all yeah, this marketing. Literally. There's like 40 posters for this movie. Uh, before you go, we're just going to plug our social media again. I know we... Uh, oh, you know, we, were supposed, we planned on doing this at the beginning of the episode, and we didn't. But um, please, if you can leave us an Apple podcast review, we would love that. Five stars for five-star bitches. Yeah, we are five-star um, bitches with a five-star motherfucking show. So definitely give us the five stars that we deserve. Yes! And then <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram, at Fear the Talking Queers. Uh, all the fun stuff happens there. We mentioned Soundtrack Sunday. We mentioned quizzes that happen every Thursday um, pertaining to the upcoming episode. It's so much fun. Uh, we want you guys to be involved and we want to hear from you. So you can also send us messages there and we'd love to respond. Yes, yes. Add us on Facebook. We'll totally confirm. Yeah, add us on Facebook. We'll totally confirm. And then um, visit our website. Like we said before, our website has some really fun Easter eggs right now about the rest of our upcoming season and clues for our upcoming season. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Find and go on our website. Find our season three logo. It's hidden in there. You'll find it. It is fabulous. So I can't wait for you guys to see it because I know that because we just as excited as we are to release this uh, image. Yes, <laughs> to release this new cover. I know. It's and, so exciting. And in the spirit of Sorority Row, congratulations to everybody who's graduating from college. I know this last year was crazy. So you guys definitely pull through. And congratulations. Can, yeah. Congrats, grad. Have a good summer. Keep in yes. touch. Yes. Yes. Sweet screams, bitch. Bye. Oh, four episodes left. <laughs>